Oh, Houston, Texas, don't you dare be sour. Clap for your world-famous podcast champs. And feel the power. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Man Cave Live. I'm your host, back again, the great and powerful Pudgy, and with me returning, of course, Again, it's his week. Uh, it's his weekend, apparently. Week. My whole week. Brian the Brain, aka the Haggle Master. There you go. And with us for a special episode, special wrestling edition. He hails from Louisiana, JC. Let the lay bon ton roule, baby. Man, I don't even know what the hell that just meant, I'll tell you. Uh-huh. Let the good times roll, baby. Well, how you tell how your mama to me is? How uh, your mama to me is? She. Shoo, 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 not compromise. He might compromise if if the spirit willing, but he's just listening and uh, judging, as as he does. Count, motherfucking Crosby, way in the back, way in the back, way in the back. Do you hear me? Uh, we, uh, yeah, well, yeah, it picks up. Count live. being in the back. JC also is coming up from a farm system as well. Just to let y'all know. I'll be quiet now. All right, all right, all right. This is a special edition episode that we've been planning since the inception of Man Cave Live. It is a special wrestling edition where all we talk about is wrestling. Because why the fuck not? Our logo is wrestling. Our intro is wrestling. And um, I look like a wrestler, Max Mini. And... Uh, wrestling and um, wrestling and wrestling. I'm sorry, the captain. I'm sorry. Ooh, shit. Whoa. Ooh, I call it the captain. The count is fucking me off. He's just giving me googly eye, and I don't know what to do here. I was He's, just gonna say Inception. Good word. In, Inception. I, I, oh, yeah. I enjoyed that. He approves. He approves. With all his doctorates, he uh, he uh, he approves. Until you, but call- you call me the captain, man. <laughs> uh, well, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I may be fat, but I ain't that ugly. Yeah. God damn. God damn. Motherfucker. We stole that from straight Bruce Pritchard. We're going to steal a lot from Bruce Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard and uh, something to wet the with. Hometown hero. Home Pritchard, by the way. Hometown hero. Straight out of Friendswood. 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 Right here in Friendswood, Texas. We stalked him. Not really. He'll be listening. Bruce Pritchard will be listening to Man Cave Live. I actually met Bruce Pritchard in person. We did. And he was a very nice guy. He signed our balls. Matter of fact, he did sign my balls. He, he signed your balls. Yeah. Your ball. Did. Wait, whoa. No. Oh, come on. No, legitimately, he signed my balls. Like, tell, baseball. Tell, tell him the story. Tell. All right, so him, me, and the brain, and the Juski. I'm not Juski. sure how Juski. many. Juski. Juski. Okay, Juski. so Juski to the, to the people who have been listening. We went to something to wrestle with live something to wrestle in Houston. Something to wrestle with. Survivor Series weekend last year. Yep. And at the House of Blues downtown, which was a great venue, by the way, had a great time. We sprung for the VIP package. So the VIP package was basically a before-the-show meet-and-greet with Bruce Pritchard. 
Which we were like, well, yeah, we're in, you know. Might as well. This guy has produced everything yep. I mean, from the he, time we remember watching television. I mean, he brought us the attitude the, era. The 90, everything. From right. what, the 90s Matter of fact, he brought me my favorite wrestler of all time, The Undertaker. That's true. Do you know he named his son Kane after Kane? Yes. Son of a Did bitch. Did you know The Undertaker's original name was Kane, Kane the Undertaker? Kane yes. the Undertaker, yes, yes. Of yeah, course. Of course I know. We met, well, we met his kid. We, met, we did. We met the boy. At, you met Kane. Yeah. We met Kane we and met his. At the, the Wipe Podcast. Hot daughter. Yes. Man. Oh, budgie. Wait. Smoke show. Smoke show. Smoke show. Just straight out of the gate. Yes. Man. Like God had touched the show. She is lady. of age, so let's, oh, oh, oh. let's get that out there. I guess we have to establish that. Yes. I mean. We don't want to get any misconceptions. Kane and the Undertaker, they're from Houston, right? Yes. Taker is. They went to uh, Walt Trip with uh, Patrick Swayze. That's right. Yes. The Undertaker, Mark Calloway, did go he to high school with Patrick Swayze. Yep. And soon, soon we're gonna have Booker T as our mayor. That's all I got on wrestling news. I can't wait for that. I'm gonna tell him. I said, Booker T, if you want my vote, bring WrestleMania back to Houston. You I damn like right. You did, I'd vote too for long. Him. Why I like not? It. Yeah. I'm in on. Anyways, that. what happened? So the well, story, well. as the story is finishing here, we met Bruce Pritchard. And like I said, he, I brought in. I had these two baseballs in but, the little plexiglass cases. But why did you bring two baseballs? Oh, they were baseballs. Yeah, they were baseballs that I bought with well, the plexiglass cases. Well, I thought they were balls. Balls. They are balls. Like you, like you, like you gave him a little bit of a nut show, well, and he just said, no. "With a show, no." No. So what? Every 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 live show, he has special guests. Okay. We found out that this is right after uh, they won the World Series, right? No, right? Yes. Yeah. Right after they won the World Series, Josh Reddick was going to be there. He's a huge wrestling fan as well. Right. So obviously, he's got the. Uh, you know, Ric Flair intro. Woo! Oh, he has a spectacular title belt as well that he had made. Which we started that in Houston. We did. We did. We did in our fantasy football league. No, at the game. Oh. Oh, that's us. right. Yeah. We Dowling's were there birthday. for uh, uh, Old Man Dowling's yeah. uh, special birthday. There was like 10 of us there, and we were wooing all over the place. Because well, we're super wrestling fans. Know. Right here on Man Cave Live. So we got him to sign our balls. Yes. Sign your balls. Was, uh, so the baseball. He could not have been a nicer guy. What did Pritchard say to you? <laughs> so I walk in the room, and I, it was, you know, kind of a dimly lit room. There was, you know, probably 10 or 15 people. And I walk in, and I said, Bruce, I said, I've got, you know, could you do me a favor and sign my balls? I just grab them from behind my back and hold them <laughs> like this. Obviously, the people at home can't hear us, but I kind of present them I mean, in such a fashion. You mean and, they can't see us? Hold on. Let's bring the mic so they can yeah, see Yeah, bring the mic so they can see And he goes, um, this is a first. I've never signed anybody's balls before. Holy shit. <laughs> so so now, about a month or so after the show, I sent him a tweet. I was like, oh, by the way, I'm the guy whose balls you signed when you were in Houston for Survivor Series. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't know. I didn't remember if I got a mention on the show or not. But I think their podcast did. does millions man. of downloads. Conrad Thompson is the man. He's the man. Well, it really boils down to old buddy love, old, uh, you know, Bruce Pritchard. Oh, because, man. I mean, the guy, like you said, he brought in, uh, you know, The Undertaker. Look at them ham hogs back hey. in 1990. Yeah. Survivor Series. It he was brought him. him in, and then he pretty much just uh, uh, basically directed and wrote most of the show, all yeah. going all the way to the end of the Attitude Era. It was him, Pat Patterson, and McMahon, Vince. Yeah. Until, until Vince Russo came yeah, and until fucked the all Attitude Era. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it was, it was, yeah, until the Attitude Era, like, what, 99? And then uh, he he was state employed with the company until was it 2000? 2001 or two thousand two I believe. No, no. It was at least a one. Uh, no, it was at least a one. I think it was two thousand three. 
or four when he got. It may have been. He got shit canned. So he didn't get shit canned. He did. He probably did he get shit canned like for real fire. Stephanie, Stephanie fired him. Stephanie fired him. That big titted bimbo bitch. Whoa, I'd still fuck shit out of her. All day. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I climbed that mountain. She's about eight feet tall, but I mean, I'd, I'd figure it out. That's no hill for a step. I have you, I have carabiners. I can figure out rope stuff. <laughs> I can do it. Oh, I, I saw it on YouTube. You can, you can walk in and be like, I am Pudgy, uh, the game uh, <laughs> light, and I am uh, coming for you. No, I was vanilla titties. Probably shouldn't go too far. We'll okay. make it fun of the game. Oh, man. Because, I mean, if we want the game to sponsor us, he definitely doesn't want, him, you know, want us talking about him. Triple H. I'm, I'm just saying, we're not going to walk on the game's thing. Besides you know? Ed, Triple H is my number two. Triple H, oh, we were really? going to get into that later, but we, we were going to so double into that. So, as y'all know, I actually used to own a life-size cardboard cutout of Triple H. You did. And it actually used to reside in the corner of the man cave. It's right here on the man cave live. And that thing literally almost gave me a concussion one night. Because I walked out into the cave to smoke a cigarette, and this fucking cardboard cutout was, like, adjacent straight to my left. And it's, like, fucking long-haired, fucking, like, the game game. When the game was the game. I fucking looked to the left, and I was like, oh, shit! And I fucking slipped on the, the little ledge there, landed on my ass, and busted my head on the door. And I was like, oh, shit! And I remember Angela was, like, just yelling at me. What are you doing? Are you just leaving the door open or whatever? I was like... No, I almost died here. <laughs> I, I was like, the game much. almost took me out, and he's not even here. So then um, your former roommate. Which, uh, you know, uh, I think we uh, dubbed him uh, Tampa Bay Baby Back Bitch. There we go. As, Tampa Bay Baby Back Bitch. As the great We're just going to call that. So eloquently said, he uh, actually had a very close encounter with the game one night. He did, many times. Oh, man. <laughs> that was we funny. actually stuck him in the doorway of his bedroom. So that the first time, as soon as he woke up and opened the door, bang, the game yeah. was right there on him. Uh, time to play the game! And it was wonderful. Man, he was so... I believe he so resides yeah. at the Sumor residence. I think he... The House of Harlots? No, no, no. The game. Oh, the game. Yeah. Sewer has him. Oh, Sewer. Oh, yeah. yeah. D-Money. D-Money. Oh, D-Money has him now. D-Money's got him. Because he came over one time for WrestleMania. He's like, I would love that Triple H thing. So you could have it. Yeah. Because I'm tired of every everywhere I put the game uh, uh, cut out, he would fucking just scare the shit out of me. Or he'd scare fucking people to come over. So I put him in the, in the guest bedroom, or the the, uh, the office, right? Yep. And the office has a separate door to the bathroom. And that bathroom tricks people because there's two doors of the bathroom. There's one that you go into and then one that goes right into the office. So people would go piss in there. I'm like, I wonder what this door goes to. They'd open the door and BAM the game. the game! I'm time to play the game. And people would flip out and piss all over my seat and fucking piss all over the walls. I'm like, shit! I gotta get rid of this motherfucker. So I brought him back here into the fucking cave and he was still fucking with me every time. <laughs> fucking pissed off Angela because she came out and dropped all kinds of shit because it tripped her out. So uh, D Money came and said, I would love to have this. D Money, you can have it. So I didn't not only just say he could have it, I took it and put it in his fucking car and said, get it out of my house. Triple H is the man. D-Money is a gigantic Triple H mark, by the he way. He is a mark. Yeah. Super mark. Gigantic Triple H. on Triple H. Triple H is probably one... Let, let, I mean, is he really the best bad guy that you could possibly think By of? far. Bad... I, I think by so. Far. I think hands down... Uh, I, who do you think? Best bad guy? JC, nah. you're really bagging out on that? Let's I see. am, actually. Um, 
for me personally, just because I watched a lot more of it, Hollywood Hulk Hogan, man, NWO, black mm. and white. Well, no, but it wasn't the a exception bad... of Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Well, let's okay. Let me reiterate. Bad guy that you did hate. Because when Hollywood Hogan became Hollywood, he's like, I'm a bad guy now. You still liked him. Because he was NWO, he was edgy, you still liked him. But Triple H, there was parts, whether he was DX, early DX, when he was the game, you fucking hated him. You're like, God damn it, this motherfucker's like creeping. It was, he was almost like a Roman Reigns character to an extent. Like, I fucking hate this guy being on the show, messing with Mankind's matches, fucking with Randy Orton, fucking with Batista... Uh, you know, turning on his people. He fucking uh, pedigrees Shawn Michaels. Yeah. He oh, fucking, man. oh man, The when Rock. He, when he, the, turned, the on, rock when he battles, turned on Shawn Michaels. I was almost done with him. When he turned on HBK, I was like, fuck this dude. Yeah, that was you're you're garbage. Yeah. Yeah. Fucking with Katie Vick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you remember the, do you remember that interview? Oh, yeah. With the casket. With Kane and Katie Vick. Yeah. Man. When he thought so, he could take me personally, you know, we thought he could take an Undertaker twice, two years back to back. I was like, this motherfucker ain't gonna quit. He thinks he's got it. Three years he fought him. And three, three years, years. Lost. of course. And he's yeah, gonna lose right here in Houston, Texas. On, right uh, here in Houston, Texas. Uh, uh, WrestleMania 18? Or no, eight, uh, seventeen was uh, 17. the first year. Yeah, that's 17 right. Seventeen was here. He fought. He fought uh, Undertaker in a street fight. Bike Taker. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Lost. And Lost, then, he fought triple, uh, then he fought him back-to-back. Back-to-back for the uh, the Hell in a Cell match for the, mm-hmm. for the last one, where Shawn Michaels was the, uh, the guest referee. Special guest. Tried Special to screw guest. him out. Tried to screw him out, but you know what happens when you fuck with the dead man. Yeah. And now, now he's got the fourth time at uh, the Super WWE Super Sunday Show. Showdown or yeah. whatever it's called now in Australia. Yep. And I guess they're kind of uh, uh, teasing Shawn Michaels. They're teasing this. it. They're teasing it. You know, I heard a fun rumor. Not a fun rumor. Um, it's probably a fake news rumor. The reason why the Undertaker still keeps holding out from his physical uh, statue, uh, not statue, but his condition. He doesn't have a condition, but his physical ability. Yeah. It's because he's still holding out to where his sting may get cleared Whoa. from his neck injury. Man, if that happens. Because Sting says that he, he's, <sighs> Sting says that he said, one of the doctors, it was a tweet, a Twitter, a yeah. twat, whatever. Yeah. He was saying that I could be cleared in four years. Yep. Because Daniel Bryan got cleared in four years. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that he has the same exact injury or oh, yeah. or bump. Yep. Because you now now know that WWE only they'll kick you out for bumps now. They're not playing around with concussions. Yep. They're not playing around with neck bumps. They're not playing around with any of that. Yep. After Stone Cold, um, Sting. St- well, not Sting. Uh, Stone Cold's uh, neck condition, Edge's neck condition. Um, uh, Mentioned Daniel Bryan. What? Sore subject. No, who the. Um, uh, Chris Benoit's uh, concussion situation. Yeah. Nobody, WWE's not touching that anymore. Yeah. So they're thinking that, and obviously Daniel Bryan came back. Now Edge's was a little bit more severe. Yep. Sting's is not, because they're telling Sting that hey, you don't need a doctor. You do need a doctor. You don't need a doctor. Yeah. Sting is obviously opted to not have a doctor tell him what's what. Yeah. Which I know WWE doesn't like. But they yeah. want a doctor to say yeah or nay before yeah. they put you on live television. And potentially, like, die. Yeah. We don't need another... Yeah, Sing, We don't need another Sing own Sing said, no, I'm good. I can go. Yeah, he says he's good. Yeah. But they want a doctor to show that. So he's waiting his four years from a, from what I hear so he can go for the ultimate dream match that we never had. Because he talks about, like, we never had the ultimate dream match with uh, Stone Cold and Goldberg. Um, Which would have been great, by the Stone, way. Stone Cold and CM Punk? Stone Cold and CM Punk. Um, what were some other... Uh, Dream matches that we wish we could have had. 
Shawn oh. Michaels, AJ Styles. That would be oh, fantastic. Oh, God, man. But that's not something we dreamed about. Yeah, that's true. We got we got one recently, AJ Styles and Nakamura. And yeah. We did. We finally got that, that one. That was amazing. That was a shocker. I didn't think that was ever going to happen. That was... I mean, I didn't think it was going to happen because they were... Only because of the, the factions they were part of. You know, I did love the Triple H Sting match at WrestleMania. I liked it. Oh, it was nostalgic shit. It was shit. a total nostalgia gimmick match. It's, like. the, it's the first match, uh, the only match that uh, Triple H ever won at WrestleMania. Yeah. The only match. This is the only match? The only match he'd ever won at WrestleMania. Yeah, he's had a good history of getting his ass kicked Oh, yeah, he gets he, he, Yeah, he, 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 he don't mind. He don't mind losing Oh, man, he, I mean, uh, he, he would job all day. That was he's, cool. Having the NWO come out, then having DX come out. Oh, man, it was good. Yeah. I kind of thought it was weird, you know, where X-Pac fed in, fit in. Like, was he six? Yeah. Or was he X-Pac? Yeah. When he came out, he's yeah. like, are you, are you X-Pac or are you the one, who, two, who three Who did he kid? come out with? He came out he with came the, out the NWO. He did come out with the NWO. No, yeah, he came out with the NWO. Huh. He was in that little in-between spot where he wasn't yeah. quite sure. Where Scott Hall kind of lit one away. Scott Hall wasn't there. Yeah, he was. Was he there? Yeah. You sure? Mm-hmm. It was Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, and X-Pac. No, no, no. It was Kevin Nash, X-Pac, and Hulk Hogan. It was Hogan. It was three. Scott Hall was during that whole phase where he was drinking was heavily. He? Let's yeah, see. I, I I believe you, but I want to look it up. I just I'm just wondering. This is where Scott Hall was shunned from the WWE because of his alcoholism. Before saying, he got the the uh, DDP yoga. Yes, they okay. sent him to rehab multiple times. And he kept funking out and leaving early, and not participating in class. Kind of huh. throwing toothpicks at people's faces. Yeah. Like I'm the bad guy. I don't need rehab. Yeah. Wow. Oh, it was Scott Hall? Man, I am so wrong. The four of them, the three of them, were there. I'm not calling you out. And they came to help, you know, Sting. bad guy Sting. Yeah. The old WCW days. Okay, so Xbox came out with DX. No. He no? did He did come out with NWO. Ooh, what if he tore his shirt off? Who? Xbox. And what turned if, to, like, turned, made a heel turn? Yeah. Or a positive turn? He went, he a went, baby face turn? He went into what business. do you call that? He went into business for himself. and he, That's what you call it. <laughs> Going into business for yourself. That would have been awesome. Oh man! Oh, we don't have music on the show. We, we're, we're trying to work it. Um, let's uh, let's get the right here on Man Cave Live. We always has we always have the Crickets Band. That's true. Uh, we're working on it. Maybe the Crickets Band. Possibly. The, possibly. They're getting their shit. The, the oh, crickets. sorry. Me and the Crickets were we were hanging out in the green room. The Crickets the Crickets have been drinking a little bit. I'll so. tell them to. Snuff it out and come out here and start playing. <laughs> yeah. They're having fun, man. I guess they are. They're a little drunk. Fired up. You know, I, we, I would love if we had the rights to have... The band is drunk. Fucking band is drunk. Obviously. They've been drinking with the Count all, ever since the last show. So, what we're doing here on Man Cave Live this week, we're doing a triple-decker. Because old Pudge is going to take a trip to Galveston yep. to, go, to go get stung by jellyfish and step on stingrays. Um, and I'm going to the bars. He's going to the bars. The Brian, uh, uh, the Haggle Master is going to the bars. JC. JC's probably gonna have to work because you know work said fuck JC. That's, that's what I do. Um, so that's why we're doing a, a trifecta. So we've already had tonight. We had the main show. We're doing the special edition, and we're gonna do a special uh, uh, the, the double decker now called the trip the trifecta. I'm all over the place. The triple, the triple double decker. Triple double decker. The triple double that decker. Sounds like a Taco cheese. Bell taco. Uh, with, <laughs> with, with, with uh, uh, Thousand Island uh, McDonald's sauce. Oh. Oh, now the crick, now the crickets come back. Fucking. Oh, crickets. 
these fucking guys, man. They don't even know what they're doing at the time. Are we paying these guys? I, well, we're not paying with sponsor money. Oh, okay. Fuck that. Yeah. By the way, special wrestling edition has been brought to you by Critman's Crane Service, where they never have a problem getting it up. Right here on Man Cave Live. I'll buy it. And now you can listen to us on... Uh, of course, yes. Uh, if you didn't hear the last episode, if you just didn't like the title, you should, because it says, we love you, because we do. Um, you can now find us on iTunes, Google Play, Twitter, Facebook, and MySpace. We're out there. I mean, I don't know about MySpace, but we're trying to get a Twitter. We just need someone that knows how to do a fucking, uh, not a Twitter, Instagram. Hey, me and JC tweeted about you. We they did. We did. We're Twitter. We, 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 uh, we're, 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 we're getting, uh, Steam. We're doing it. Can we get on Steam? Do we have a video game yet? Not yet, until 2K19 comes out. Has Ubisoft actually created a game about us yet? As soon as 2K19 comes out, uh, uh, the great great and powerful Pudgy and the Brain might do some, uh, might do some some Twitch stuff. We've been talking about that way early in the episodes, that we would like to, with JC, always in mind, to do a triple threat uh, commentary of just wrestling fake matches of 2K, 2K19 uh, or 18, depending think, on what we can afford. Do you think we can call it going in raw? Going? No, no, no. we can't do that. No, no we can't do that. We're gonna but, get sued. What about the? Uh, we're fucking gonna get sued. Smacking that down. No, I feel like that's it's too stupid. close. That's you know what we can call work. it? I got a great idea. What? We call it Man Cave Live. Oh, I know, right? I like it. I know. I what like do you it. think, Jason? I like what you're doing. Can it be based right here in? Houston, Texas? Yes. Woo! Because is there really a better place to base it from? Though? I don't know any other place better than Houston, Texas. 2017 World Series champs. You so damn baby, right. Baby. Woo! Little known fact that some people may or may not know, I was recently scouring the internet, as I do from time to time when I'm bored, and I recently stumbled across a clothing company that's based here local called Fuck You, Houston's Awesome. Really? And they have tons of of themed Houston t-shirts. Astrodome. We got a Facebook page? I don't know. I didn't look. Wait, we know we're above Facebook now. Do they have a Twitter page? Yeah. I more than likely. We twat now. We 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 But we, they have one of Loop 610, they have one of the Bayou system, they have Waves Tower, they have all these landmarks of the city. And You know what? We even do it's, we, it's, we do above that. They're not As, a sponsor, but it's a great place. Well, they want to be. <laughs> Sure, so. come on board. I bet you they would. What is it called? Because they're, Fuck you, Houston's awesome. I bet you they would. But, you know, are we going to, as the, the count eloquently put it, are we going to pound it out? I mean, hashtag hashtag them out? Well, it depends. If they want to get pounded out and then hashtagged, then yes. Oh, okay. But if they just want to go to the hashtag, I'm sure we could we get a comment. We can line that. it up for them, yeah. Yeah, man. We don't want to just come in, well, you know, guns blazing, pound. Oh, shit. Oh, what the fuck? We're we're doing it, we're doing it live. We're about to get fucking sued. Why are the why are the lights going dim in the cave right now? Holy shit! What is that? What is that? Why why I can't see. Oh, you man. damn right. All right, um, that's we got three seconds of that, and then we're gonna get sued. Knock it out. <laughs> Knock it out, producer. <laughs> that's pun- right. that's Pudgy's main man right there. Man, oh, I tell you man. what, man, I saw him. You have to. You're going into iTunes Sue mode, producer here. Okay. Thank Thank you, you, Cricket Band. Thank you, Cricket Band. We appreciate that you got, you know, whom the bell tolls. 
yeah. right here on Man Cave Live. But Thank Jesus you. Christ, Undertaker, please don't fucking sue me. Please don't fucking I sue me. Because I would love for you to have. I would. I would do ungodly things to have you on this show. Just like uh, Brian the Brain would love to have Edge on this show. You know, funny story. My stepdad for my wedding almost got Edge at my wedding. You sh- shut the fuck up. How? No way. Dude. How? I, I, he contacted his uh, uh, agent. I don't. I don't know like how. He, he actually called the agent. Yeah, because you can do that now, yeah, right? Yeah, he, he emailed him or something. He has email. He oh, showed me his email. We need a fucking agent. Mankind Live needs a fucking agent Ed, so Ed people want, can contact us. Edge wanted just a little bit too much money. How much money? I don't know. He didn't tell. He, me. he refused to say. Or he, he, my stepdad wouldn't tell me, which is kind of shitty because I'm like, I would have fucking paid. Yeah. <laughs> like we're not getting married this year. Yeah. You just have him come to the house. Uh, Heather, <laughs> Heather, honey, I love you, but I love Edge more. I love Edge just love. Edge would have demanded, I'm getting married to Brian. Okay. Man. So, I'm not certain. Were you with the Brain when he met Lita? Lita? Oh, yeah. Oh, absolutely. Would you care to share? Oh, I, I, will, I will say, because he can't do it, because he's going to mark out even again. We were at Comic Palooza. I forget what year it was. And we went there, and Lita was there, right? Yes. And Brian had already had his Edge tattoo. Okay. Okay? Three of them. Three, three Edge tattoos, mind you. And we went up to Lita... And her 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 booth was um it already it already been maxed out because we went late yeah. real late it was what five in the afternoon it was good in the end of the day it was way late and Lita actually stayed Lita probably was only supposed to stay there till like one if anything okay but she stayed because she's a true fucking you know she's a lover of the fans and she loves us you know that love her so she stayed and just kind of hung around and uh, just like Ric Flair did uh, that's another story um, so she stayed there and her booth was like one or two people. Just kind of, kind of going into her booth. Well, she said fuck all this, and she stood outside the booth, into the fucking crowd. Okay. Right. She stood there out in the crowd, and I was like, Brian, look. Well, actually, his wife said, Brian, look. And then I was like, Brian, look, because apparently I wanted to be like, if I'm louder, I saw it first. Yes. I was like, Brian, look, Lita, Lita, Lisa. There. So we went over to her. Well, we walked over to her. Uh-huh. Brian teleported over there <laughs> to fucking Lita. And he, he said, uh, uh, he, we were gonna pay for like the, uh, he was gonna pay for like the autograph and all that. He said, oh no, you're good. Just, 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 just talk with me. And Brian was all like, so I like Edge. I have an Edge tattoo, and I have this one, and I got this in 1990 something, and I got, and I, and I got this one, and, I, and it was great. And I got this Edge tattoo, and oh my God, he's great. How was it like to, how was it like to be around Edge? And she was like, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And she immediately like looked at Heather, was like. Okay. Yeah. Like she thought Heather was, yeah, his his guardian. Yeah. Because Brian acted so special. I did. So special. I did. That she was like, oh, I'm glad you brought your you know your brother here. No, it, he has special your, needs. Uh, yeah, either that, either that, or she borderline called security on me. <laughs> Man, it was either that, or she was gonna be like, security. Like this creep is on me. Like I got I got her autograph, and like we're sitting there talking, and she's like. So who's your favorite wrestler? And I'm like, so <laughs> I love Edge, and I look at my tattoos, and oh man, it was so bad. You marked out so it bad. It was so bad. It, you know, you know, fuck it, fuck it, <laughs> fuck it. Sometimes you just gotta mark out. When I got you her see autograph. You. you did for free. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm glad that she did that. I thought you were gonna get her to sign your calf. God damn it. 
Oh, that, that would be great. So Get that tattooed on your calf. You know, I the, thought he was. I thought he was like, he's going to do it. He's going to pull. He's going to. He probably has a Sharpie somewhere. He's going to be like, will you just shine this so I can be closer to the edge? You know what I still regret to this day, though? What's that? Roddy oh, Piper. Roddy Roddy Piper. That's another story of mm. wrestling. Uh, Man. So, uh, it was another comic palooza. It was the same one. Oh, no, no, the year before. The year no, before, the year before. before Leaders. No, this is the year after Leaders. Okay. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, after. Yeah, you're right, yeah. So, we went and uh, Sting was a big uh, big draw that day. Uh, and this was before he came back to the WWE. We didn't know what he was going to do. Well, not back, but to the WWE. Yeah. We had no fucking clue what he was going to do. And uh, Sting was there. There was uh, advertised. Ryder Ryder Piper. Farouk. The Godfather. Oh, that would have been great. Um, Brian the Brain. Oh, no, sorry. Bobby uh, Bobby the Brain Heenan, who, who, who you get your namesake from. Yep. Um, I think that was it. Maybe no. one other. Uh, there was another. D'Lo, was it D'Lo Brown? No. It was Booker, Booker T. Booker T. Another was there. hometown guy. And they were all in a row on the backside of Sting. Sting had his own little his little mark. Yeah. His, not mark, but his own little his section. Little, yeah. And we were... Booth. Booth. So we were all marked out to see Sting that day. And we were in the front of the line. Front of the line because we got there so early. Yeah. We literally like fucking like big man people to get to the... To the with front good of, reason. Though. With good reason because we're going to see Sting. So we're there and he's already 45 fucking minutes late. Mm-hmm. 45 minutes late and me and Brian are doing crazy legs because our fucking legs are about to fall out. Yeah. We can't stand that long. And I haven't had a beer for 45 minutes, a cigarette, nothing because I'm still sitting there waiting. Yeah. Brian's like... He's got that anxiety going. Yeah. He's like, Heather, if you don't come, I'm oh, going to have to say, I'm going to say fuck Sting. Yeah. Because we were worried that he wasn't going to come. Yeah. And so, as we're still waiting, fucking, we already know that uh, Papa Shango. Yep. A.K.A. The Godfather. Godfather. Farouk. They had peeked their heads through the little... Right. They were... Uh, they, they were just were, looking. They, they made little jokes. They did the little promos. They did. They peeked their head in and uh, uh, Farouk just looks at it and was like, y'all still waiting in line? Damn. Damn! <laughs> and then uh, uh, the Godfather comes and is like, Damn, you're gonna come over here on the whole train! Yep, awesome. And then everybody was doing their promos, picking their heads, and it was like, God yeah. damn it, we wanna be over there. And as they're doing that, finishing out their promo, who just walks nonchalant past us in the crowd? Like, actually, nobody's crowding him. Nope. We were just shocked that yep. nobody just like rushed to him. Yep. And he's been in movies. He's been in uh, famous television shows. Roddy Roddy Piper walks, walks past right us, us and says, oh, shit. Sting's like, come to our booth. Yeah, he, he goes to Sting's booth. He's like, well, if this jackass isn't going to come here, yep. you need to come to our booth. Well, we never have a problem chewing bubblegum and kicking ass or whatever. He yep. did the promo from the movie. Roadhouse. Roadhouse. Yep. Hell yeah. And uh, we were like, oh, that's funny. And we never went to that booth because we were stuck in Sting's, Sting's line. line. Sting finally comes, and we love you, Sting, Stephen Borden. We do love you. But he finally comes up, and he's got dark glasses on, no face paint, and he sits there, and it's almost like he is so hungover. Because it's Houston. Of course he was partying here in Houston. Of course. He was probably so hungover, he's like, fuck. So he finally gets there, and he sits down, and we come up to him. He gets his autograph, and the first thing I say when I get to him is like, are you going to wrestle Undertaker? (laughs) And he looks at me, he's like, he's already like, fuck, first one out. First one out, this dickhead is already asking me this shit. He's like, I want to. I was like, yeah, but are you? But are you? And I'm taking, we took me and my wife, we take pictures with him. And he's all, like you can see in the picture, he has, you can see from our picture. He's got this disdain like, this 
motherfucker won't stop asking about Undertaker and me. Like, I know he wants the match. He really wants this match more than anybody could possibly imagine. He's got like, fuck. <laughs> kind of hanging his head low, like, fuck. He smiled for mine. Yeah, and then, you, well, you had the special picture. I did. Where you got it like uh, a couple Lost hours later, where in, you yeah. put the whole face the whole paint, paint, paint off, on. Yeah. Face nice. paint off. Yeah, that was cool. Our but buddy, though. We missed. Roddy we Piper. missed Roddy Piper, and, and we didn't get his. And then a year after, immediate yeah. year afterwards, actually two of them died. Uh, Brian the Brain Heenan died. Yeah, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Bob, oh, shit, I called you, Brian. Bobby the Brain. Bobby Heenan. the Brain Heenan died, and then uh, Roddy Rod Piper died. But you know, Heather made me walk up to Booker T and Stevie Ray. Oh, it was Stevie Ray too? Yeah. It was. Heather made me walk up to him. So my wife Heather. Oh no! You know what? Sorry, we are so wrong. It was Booker T, Stevie Ray, and Kevin Nash. Because I know no, me and Kevin Nash was here before that. No, Kevin Nash was there on the same side, because me and Angela. You're right, because you and Angela got that. We one. went up there. That's right. And me and Angela yeah. wear those shirts that say "Best Buds," and yeah. it's like half a pot leaf. Yeah. And he said, "Any bud is a good bud, buddy." Yeah. And he was sitting down, and he was still taller than the both of us. Yep. <laughs> that was a great picture. Yeah, but I was walking by Booker T, and I'm like, "Man, that's Booker T." Heather, look at Booker T. And she's like, "Go say something to him." I'm like, no, 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 no. He goes, no, go say something. I'm like, no, no, no. Hey, Booker, Stevie. And I'm like, God damn it, Heather. Come here, come here, come here. And I took a picture with Stevie Ray and Booker T. Nice. That was cool. I was embarrassed. Took it with shit. Harlem Heat, huh? Man, Booker T's hands are bigger than my face. I mean, he is the five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. Five time. Yeah. Oh, WCW champion. Yes. Oh, five times. Five times. Man. Who yeah. recently he missed the gimmick, but, but he's also from right here Houston, in Texas. Houston, Texas. Who has a nice little a nice little promotion down in Texas City, as a matter of fact, just south yes, of does. here. That I have yet to go see live, but I've heard a lot of good things about. So maybe one of these one of these days we can make a journey. We should. We should go Galaxy see some County local boys go, wrestle. Texas go, City, right? Yeah. What's it called? PWA? Uh, no, Reality of Wrestling. Reality of Wrestling. R O W. PWA. Apparently, it's it's quite the nice little setup he's got. You know, it's kind of like you know, not necessarily a huge TV production like a no, WWE no. or something. I mean, it's, it's scaled down like that, quite a bit. He's but. like that lower circuit, like uh, what Shawn Michaels does at San Antonio. Yep. Killer Kowalski did before he passed. Uh, yep. Who does yep. who does a lot of these lower circuit? Tommy Dreamer. Tommy Dreamer. He has the House of Hardcore, which is what I used to call the Tampa Bay Baby Bag Bitches House. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> before that's it was right. called. The House of Harlots. I called it the House of Hardcore because, let's face it, you're getting hardcore in that house. It is what it is. But, uh, yeah. See, that's actually a really good story. And then, to give credit where credit is due, one day I get a random text from the great and powerful Pudgie. Hey, good old JR Jim Ross is coming to town. I did, man. I'm Go on. And, and he shot me the information. I'm like, man, cool. You know, because I was, I was working on a rotation at the time, so I was home. I said, man, I'm in. You know, I mean, it was down the Heights, some little nice little cafe, whatever, whatever. No, it wasn't and a I, cafe. It was like a, it was a barbecue house, right? Yeah, some kind of barbecue thing, he beer was house or something. From, oh, it was a beer house. That's right. It was a brewery. Uh, he was in brew town club. for the bowl game nice. for the Oklahoma Sooners, who's his team. And so he was in town with ESPN, I think, doing right. a live promo on the air. And so I went down there, and, man, I got... I was as close. I could reach my hand literally to Pudgy right down, now. I looked at the Hall of Fame ring. Oh, Jesus Christ. That fucking that son of a bitch was nice. Yeah. 
You know what and I got? We had a shot of tequila together, and it was a great afternoon. You had a shot of tequila with JR? With JR. I have a picture JR, of JR. Jim Rice. Yeah. J- I'll, have to look Jim it, uh, I'll have to look it up. I have a picture I'll send it to you. Seth you fuck, wait, wait, wait. You had a shot yes. with the great Jim yeah. Ross. Apparently, he loves tequila. Holy shit. Hmm. You know what's funny is that, you know, why we call you JC and never your real name is because hmm. you actually have the voice kind of, because, you know, you're a good old boy from Louisiana. Yes. That, uh, JR's from Oklahoma. What, still. But he's a good old boy. JR's a good old boy. That's true. That you're, uh, you know, you sound very similar. Yes. That's the reason why we'd like to do that, uh, you know, the Twitch thing and calling the matches. Cause, oh, man, it would be fantastic. Because Bri- Brian is definitely a fucking Jerry the King Lawler. You know what, you know what I have? You're JR, and I would like to think that I was uh, more the, G- uh, the Vince McMahon only because... Michael Cole. My- oh, really? <laughs> Fine. Wow. Fine. I don't know. Fuck it. You know what I have? I have a uh, WrestleMania, uh, whenever they came here in 05? 08? 06? Early 2000s. It was WrestleMania 25. Okay. Stand by. Producer, do you got our new audio? Since our uh, the, great, the count is probably... I'm uh, taking the crickets with me. We're going to strip club. Oh, shit. Damn, the crickets band is leaving. Maybe not. You know what? Leave them here. Producer, see what you can do. They want to go. <laughs> gonna enjoy the local gentlemen just They're going to work it out. Yeah, but you know what I have? I have a WrestleMania 25 hat signed by Jerry the King Lawler and Jim Ross. Fantastic. How did you get that? Uh, Sports Radio 610. So you, did you meet them? I did. You I met, met them. I met them. Uh, Sports Radio 610. You have pictures too? Uh huh. Sports Radio God si- damn it. Does everybody get to meet JR but me? You know, I, I told JC. You here. did. You did give me I told JC, I said, hey, man, we got to do this. We gotta do this, and you know I didn't get, I wasn't able to go. Yeah. And I was so lividly pissed because I mean he was the voice of the Attitude Era, man, hands down. Him and him and uh, Jerry the King Law are the voice of the Attitude Era. Agreed. Without them too, I don't know if I could ever watch the Attitude Era. No. Like if you had Michael Cole and Booker T, no offense Booker T, but if you had anybody else dubbed over, just calling those old matches, it wouldn't work. I don't think I could watch it. No, it wouldn't work. Maybe Booker T, maybe, but definitely not Michael Cole. I love you, Michael Cole. You've been a jobber for the whole organization for as long as I can remember. But you, you ain't JR. No. And you ain't Jerry the King Lawler. No. And you sure as hell ain't back in the day, uh, what was it, Jimmy, uh, Jesse the Body Ventura. No. Nope. Nope. Or fucking Vince McMahon. You fellas ain't. You gotta recognize. Right here on Man Day I'm trying to find it. I'm trying to find the picture. You gotta, I gotta hear somewhere. You gotta get in where you fit in. Love that you, Count. And that is you where always you do. fit in at. Always have, always have. Oh man, yeah, but that was a that was a fantastic experience. I never thought in my life I would be able to say Can I switch over. Shot at tequila with Jim Ross. Oh, That's man. cool, man. The crickets are saxophoning it up. I'm for this. I'm in. Well, maybe not. Crickets no, got the, drunk and fell down the stairs. It's on the right one. He's got to log off. Must be in contract negotiations right contract now. Contract negotiations, <laughs> motherfuckers. These crickets are expensive, man. Yeah, they are. They get on us like crazy. They pay per per uh, per song. Oh wow! Per is song. Is, is that, that what they're charging us now? They charge per song. Shit. Okay. That, for nice. for the very simple price of one bitcoin a week, you could be a sponsor <laughs> of Man Cave Live right here uh, in Houston, Texas. In Houston, Texas. That's true. Also available on iTunes and Google, Google Play, Podbean, and you know eventually anywhere. Anyway. Uh, we'll be worldwide by we'll then. We'll be worldwide. So it'll be irrelevant that we say worldwide. this by then. 
The world is a vampire. Doom, doom, no, no, doom, no, no, doom. no, 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 we're yeah. gonna get sued. You know the only reason we can get sued is if we make money on this. So listeners, I just wanna let you know, this is a dream for every friend that I have. It wasn't just dream a dream of the great and powerful Pudgy or the Count. It was a dream of Brian the Brain, Josh in the Box, JC, Old Man Dowling, uh, John the Captain Mark Adams, the uh, our producer Sven, Slim Jim, also known as Alec. It was a dream of ours. To get out and just put a little mark in the world. And you know, we do it for free. So if anybody even thought about giving us money, we would give it all to fucking charity. We would. Not just like a bullshit charity. Like, we're going to give it to, you know, McDonald's, Ronald McDonald's house or whatever. We're going to find some people that need the money in, in need. And fucking physically hand it to them. And say, hey, you need it more than I do. So, don't send us money, in, you know, in real life. If you want to sponsor, sure. Go right ahead. We're going to give it away. Because that's what we do. Right here on Man Cave Live. I found it. You found it. Duh. Holy shit, you skinny bastard. Yeah. Oh, wow. So Brian is showing us a picture of him with JR and uh, Jerry the King Lawler and and like 50 pounds of Brian yeah. from back in the day. Yeah, that was the uh, that was in uh, 2012. I'm so sorry, Brian, that, you know, okay. that the microphone adds 50 pounds the to microphone your microphone. Yeah, the microphone adds about 100 pounds. Oh, no, but th- that you was know the what? Day... you know what? We'll get a skinnier mic. Oh, there you go. Now that skinnier was the day mic. that uh, it was it was uh, it was a sports radio six ten uh, uh, like a fan appreciation. They had Jerry King Longer, Jim Ross. They had a shit ton of like old Houston uh, or old uh, uh, Oilers. Uh, they had Dan Passerini. They had uh, you know his wide receivers. They had Earl Campbell there. Earl nice. Campbell's line went out the door. And around the building. It's Earl fucking Campbell, man. I mean, it's Houston's legend. greatest hero, man. If you weren't there at 4 o'clock in the morning, you're, I mean, well, no. If you weren't there at, because it opened at 10. If you weren't there, honestly, if you weren't there at 10.45, you weren't getting his autograph. Really? Yeah. He didn't stay, well, because it was going to be, what, 12 hours? The line was so long. Jesus Christ. The line was so long. It's fucking he was horrible. there the whole, I mean, the majority of the time. But he, but he spent, he spent about... Two minutes with each person talking. Fantastic. About it, which is cool. Oh which yeah, absolutely. Cool. Earl Campbell was a living legend. Oh yeah. In this city, man, he he did stuff for this town when they needed it, and man, he was he was the go-to guy. And it's just it's crazy how you just bump into people like that, especially people that you'd never think you'd meet. Like for example, like like you know, Jim Ross, Jerry King, yeah. and I never thought when I woke up that day that I got the message from Pudgy's. I was like, hey, Jim Ross is in town. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah. You know, and it, when I got to the little place, I was like, okay, you know, there's a decent crowd here. But then, man, when he walked in, I was like, wow. Yeah. But well, then the radio people that yeah. were there, and I don't remember which I remember you was. calling me. It was a 610 also, I think. It was either 610 or 790. It was one of them. And they just swarmed it. Just woof. Yeah. And they were like, oh, Mr. Ross, this, 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 this. And they dragged him over to the booth, and they made him do some live on-air stuff. And then they kind of let him off the leash for a minute. And I was just like, wow, they, uh, yeah, they, they've got him. So, yeah, I currently can't find that picture. I'll have to hunt it down. But yeah. I will uh, we'll post that to the Man Cave Live Twitter feed yeah. as we... Uh, I got some good ones, man. I got me, Jeff Hardy, you got uh, nice. with, with Pudgy. Uh, nice. Uh, oh, Mick Foley. I have one. Uh, man, fuck you for getting Mick Foley, man. Good old you brother. Game, man, I know. Dude, so Pudgy has the worst habit on the planet. He can find... 
the autograph sessions. He can find. He digs deep, deep into the uh, the dark web yes. of finding when the wrestlers are going to come here. Not as good as Brian. Brian can find like when they when they farted in uh, an airport yes. in Houston. Crindon knows when they're thinking about farting in an airport, and Pudgy just tells everybody when they are gonna fart. Yes, in an and airport. where? And he's and where? Hobby or Bush? That's what we do. But every time I mention everything, where where, where all these wrestlers are at, I fucking miss it every time. You Mick Foley, man, that pissed me off not going to see Mick Foley because I mean, my we're gonna get into that greatest matches down the list here on, on our yes. topics. Greatest matches, your favorite matches of all time. To have Mick Foley and not be able to physically touch him and see him and say, hey man, you made me happier than anything on the planet to see you do something that probably, and not probably, actually ever will never be done yep. ever again. Agreed. Agreed. Uh, Becky Lynch is coming to town. Ooh, oh man, don't tell JC. He'll get a, he will get a creep case. I am all about some straight she's, fire. She's going to be at the, the, who told me about that? Did you? Oh, one uh, punch this time. Anders told me about that uh, at the at the Xfinity store in, in the Willowbrook. When? Uh, I'm looking it up right you now. Give me a date and time, and I'll be there with only bells on. He will actually. <laughs> 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 He'll call the cops right up. And say, hey, I'm about to have a creep case, so you be there and be ready. <laughs> Please be ready for me. Be ready. But no, I, I'm. Uh, I'll tell you what, especially with the the current day product, man, I'm really enjoying what they're doing with the women's wrestling now. Oh, yeah. It has stepped up exponentially. Dude, you cannot even lie about that. Because I tell you, the women's wrestling... September 15th. Next next Saturday. Is that, is that Saturday? Well, JC and the police will be there together. Next Saturday. At the at the uh, Xfinity's opening up a, a store in Willowbrook uh, Mall. Okay. And Becky Lynch is going to be there at 2 o'clock. Actually, and not only will the police be there, but the uh, the ambulance will be there. Because God knows what JC will do that. You know, <laughs> it's a true story. And I you may know or what? may not I may or may not be dressed in a Xfinity shirt. So I can be <laughs> incognito. There you go. He's gonna buy an Xfinity polo just so he can be like, hey, and, and, and Paige will be at the NRG Center uh Friday. The fourteenth. You hush your mouth. Man. We can we can de- do we really want to go there with old I mean, Paige? we can Xavier Woodser. Oh damn, we went there right here on Man Cave Live. I don't think you could say that. Oh, we can we can brag Maddox, sir? Oh, well, damn. That was that was even deeper. I don't. <laughs> oh! Hell! That's the first time. Uh, oh God! That's the first time anyone was deeper than a black man. Oh! Oh! That was actually a compliment. That's true. But not for Xavier Woods because you know. Yeah. I mean, Reasons. He, he needs to see Alice better. <laughs> Just needs saying. He needs to see Alice better. So, uh, oh, not to. Not to go back, but uh, one of the things I forgot to talk about with that Comic Palooza meeting up with wrestlers, um, the best one, I think, in my experience, where I marked out, um, my three my three favorite wrestlers of all time are uh, Undertaker, obviously, mm-hmm. and then second would be uh, Shawn Michaels, of course, and then third is of course the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. Oh, fantastic! Fucking Bret Hart, fucking Bret Hart, man, absolutely. And so I had we had the opportunity to meet Bret Hart, and I. I spent. Oh, I would have lost my shit. I spent two hundred and seventy-five dollars. Fantastic. To get a pro- professional portrait, a regular picture, mm-hmm. a signing, and whatever else that they were off. Oh, front of the line access to me, Bret Hart, because mm-hmm. I was like, I'm never going to get this opportunity, and we have it. 
Nope. Bret Hart has not been back to Houston, Texas since then. And that was what, four years ago? Yeah, money well spent. Money well spent. And I'll tell you a funny story after that. I went there and I got to the front of the line and uh, I kind of. Brian told me something funny because this is the first time we were meeting wrestlers. Yep. Because wrestlers were, had not been there. There was, uh, I remember a small time wrestler there kind once. Of some obscure. I'm not sure who was there before, but we didn't really care to go. And he told me something about meeting wrestlers. Right. Don't shake their hands aggressively because their bodies hurt and they find it offensive to like, you know, vigorously squeeze their hand like you're going to manhandle him or, okay. you know, jack him around. Don't do the John, don't do the Donald Trump on them. Don't man shake their hands. Don't, don't man shake their hands. Just kind of put your hand out and let them do what they do because it's, because, uh, you know, they meant there's some shit. I mean, they've been right. wrestling. They've been fucking up their bodies. You know, they, they need the, you know, the extra help. Essentially, I completely agree. So I went in there, and I, and I even told Brian after this. I went in there and went. We got to the front of the line, and I I got the uh, the classic Bret Hart pose poster. Sure. You know the one where he sticks his hand, his arms out. I was like, hey. So, and I say, who? He's like, hey, who would you like to make it out to? I hope I don't do Australian accent because that would be. Okay. I always do accents with Australian accents. He's like, hey, a boot. I'm Canadian. <laughs> Who, who should I make that to? And I say, Jacob, Joshua, and Jason. Josh, uh, sorry, Jacob, Joshua, and Jason. And he just looks at me and goes, I was like, Jacob, Joshua, and Jason. Because we're all big fans of, me and my brothers were all big friends of uh, Bret Hart. And he just writes it all this down, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, fuck yeah. So I, I had to go to the back of the line so the others could do their front of the line shit. The right. other front of the line shit. Sure. And I was going to get my portrait session. And as I'm walking back, I see my older half-brother, Bobby. Love you, Bobby. I know you're a listener. Right here on Man Cave Live. Bobby's got, like, fucking two belts. Fucking, like, not, oh, like, no. straight-up badass belts. And he's going to get Bret Hart to sign both these belts. I'm like, he's got the world title. Uh-huh. And he's got the Golden Eagle. Uh-huh. I'm like, this motherfucker <laughs> is going to get him to sign both these belts. <laughs> One of them for his kid, uh-huh. my nephew. And then my little nephew, Eli, and then one of them, for, of course, for himself. Yeah. And as I'm walking back, I'm like, what were you doing here? Like, he lives down in fucking, like, uh, Corpus Christi. I'm like, yeah. you came here and you didn't tell me? Yeah. But it's, you know, it's Bret Hart. Yeah. He didn't have time to tell me. He yeah. just said, fuck it. He hauled ass here. And I'm, like, sitting there like, the fuck are you doing here? I didn't even know you were here. And he saw me mark out with fucking... Bret Hart, because as I'm... Jack up Jason Budgie. Yeah, Jack up Jacob Budgie with other things and stuff. And Bret Hart just looking at me like, I'm sorry, what? What am I going to write on this thing? I, I thought he was just going to scribble all over uh-huh. my fucking... My poster, but... um, So, uh, to, to, to short up the story, which, actually, no, I'm making... There's two parts. I go in there, I take my Mark-ass photo, and I do the classic, Bret Hart, you know, hey! Yeah, why yeah. not? And then Bret Hart's just kind of like holding my shoulder and he kind of takes a picture, kind of like not smiling, but then he looks down at me like, you fucking dummy. <laughs> His face kind of like, you little dummy. <laughs> like, why did you, like, what? I felt that this way he felt like that and I was embarrassed. And then I gave him a hug. <laughs> Shit, you not. I gave him a hug. He gave me this like, you little mark, like you little dummy. And then I just <laughs> hugged him and was like, thanks Bret Hart. <laughs> Thank you, Bret Hart. Please give me your sunglasses. Please give me. Oh, oh, oh my God! Oh, I would have marked out big time. Um, oh, that'd been fantastic. By the way, speaking of Bret Hart, 
Shout out to the family of Jim the Anvil Nightheart who hey, we just lost man. here recently. Hey. The greatest. Thank you for making one Cheers, of the greatest man. tag teams of Cheers. all time. And thank you to for the Nightheart. Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Cheers. Yep. And thank you for making one of the best women's wrestlers we have seen in a multitude of years. I, in I think I would almost say the best. She is incredible. I think she's the best tactical wrestler uh, as far as a female out there. Agreed. Oh. Agreed. Oh, quick story before we go back to the women's wrestling because we got to talk about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, last story, Juski. I know you're fucking listening because you're the biggest fan of the show. <laughs> so Bret Hart Son is Juski's favorite, favorite fucking favorite fucking wrestler of all time. And where was he? Where was he? Didn't show up because he was knee deep in some uh, uh, greatness. Yeah. Just say that. Okay. We'll just say knee deep in some greatness. Mm. Okay. Huh. And we told we we talked about we were gonna prank him. Yep. We were going to have Bret Hart say, way to not show up. This is Pudgy and I. Pudgy in the brain. Pudgy in the brain. We talked about, we were going to tell what brain was. I was too marked out. Because I got, my, I got a picture I, with him. I couldn't do it. And I got an autograph with him. Pudgy right. Was, Pudgy was done. But he was going to get an autograph from him. And I, I couldn't because I was too marked out with Bret Hart. So I said, Brian, will you do it? And he said, oh, yeah. Yeah, I got it. I may mark out, but we'll see what happens. So we we're going to say, like, hey, hey, Jason, way to not... Show up. Yep. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Brett the Hitman Hart. Brett the Hitman Hart. And so what happened? So so I walked up to the line, and I got a picture with him. And then I said, uh, I said, hey, my buddy can't be here today. You're his favorite wrestler of all time. Will you please give him some crap and say, like, way to not be here. Brett the Hitman Hart. You know, whatever. And he looked at me, and he goes, man, that's your friend, man. I can't say that to him. What's his name? I said, Jason. And he, it's his birthday? Yeah. Happy birthday, Jason. Brett the Hitman Heart. What? Man, that made me an instant heart fan right there. When you showed me, when you walked up to me, I, I looked, I said, what, how what about happened? it? What well, happened? How about it? And you didn't even tell me. You showed me. I said, why didn't you tell him this? And he's like, you told me this story. And I was like, I was getting a little teary. Yeah, I was like, I did. That motherfucker. I did. That I, sweet, I sweet Canadian him. motherfucker. He said, no, that's your friend. He was sorry. He was sorry. That's your friend. You cannot do that to him. It's his birthday. It is his birthday. And Jason has that hung on his wall as we speak. Well, he recently just showed uh, he did. I did a, a memory uh, of it online yep. for his birthday. Yep. His birthday. Which, Juski, Pudgy is very sorry that he did not show up to your birthday. I was extremely hungover. We had a special guest, Mike Cortez, our first celebrity guest the night prior. And I, man, I, I would have to die to get better just to go to your birthday party. I, I greatly regret not showing up to your birthday party, uh, but uh, yeah, well that happened. Okay, so deal with it. You got you got a special Bret Hart thing four years ago, so right there on Man Cave Live. That's bound to buy you a little bit of time. I mean, I think I get at least ten years. Okay. At least ten years, so, never having to go to his birthday. Well, or, speaking about years, what have we got going on this year? Oh man, what happened on, on this, this day, day in wrestling? We would like to know. On, on this day, day, we do history. Indeed, we do. Now, fun fact about our little jingle: it is actually Brian's favorite wrestler's intro song. It is, and I have it tattooed on my arm. He does on this day. day. So, on this day, September the eighth, two thousand eighteen. In oh man, there's so many things. Where do you start? 
I'm going to start with something local. I'm going to do a homer. Oh, do a homer. I'm going to do a homer. From what I was told, Brian says that you're the infinite knowledge in wrestling. I like it. I have got, I literally, you can look at my computer, I have like nine tabs open oh, of things. I thought, I have well, done a massive amount of research. I have put together, you know what, hey, notes. you know what, you know what, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to, you know fuck it. Uh-oh, you're right. shutting me down. Slam the computer down. Yes. And you gotta, you gotta do it from, from personal brain knowledge. All right, we're freestyling. Personal, personal brain knowledge. That's dumb. I don't know why I said that. But from memory. <laughs> personal brain knowledge. So you gotta figure I it out. I like it. What happened on this day in wrestling? This is September the eighth now. It is September the eighth, two thousand eighteen. On this day, three years ago, the WWE signed one of my favorite women's wrestlers. Oscar, Oscar to a to a developmental deal. She obviously went through the developmental system, and now is not only is she dropped it gorgeous, good night of living, but <laughs> she is probably one of the most dangerous strikers in the women's division, maybe even in the men's division, because we've seen her deliver hits that are just like you just make you cringe whenever you uh, <laughs> whenever you watch them. And obviously, also on this day, 21 years ago, 1997, WWE had this pay per view in your house, 17. They had what was called a ground zero. Yeah. Max Mini. Yeah. Oh. Defeated. I, I remember El Diablo or. Uh, El Torito. El Torito. We just watched that last weekend because yep. uh, my brother Jacob wanted to know. What? Yeah, that was. That was. Wanted to know how many. It was like we were watching a clip, like referees are being thrown out. Sure. Right. Sure. And he's like, "Whoa!" Remember back in the day when he used to throw out a bunch of referees? I was like, "Oh, I can show you when they threw out the most referees <laughs> of all time." And it was Shawn Michaels and the Undertaker at Ground Zero in uh, your house. Yep. Also on that very same pay-per-view, kind of um, a little bit of a more somber note, Brian Christopher, who we also just lost, uh-huh. son of Jerry the King Lawler, right? Also defeated Scott Buzzkey. In kind of a, he did. Kind of a hokey match. Man, that was it, a was good, a, it was kind I, of a wonky count out thing. But Brian Christopher was really a good wrestler. You know what? Wait, sorry. Too sexy. Oh, he was too, too sexy. No, Grandmaster Grand Grand too sexy. He was too sexy back in Ground Zero, but he later on became Grand uh, Grandmaster. Grand I didn't know that Too Sexy was back from 1997. Yeah. Yeah. That, I did not know that his. Age on it it yeah. aged well though. I didn't know that. I thought he was like way late in the Attitude Era. When they recently started doing, you know, the, the Raw 25, they brought him back. Massive pop. Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. And then they did the Raw 1000 or whatever, and then they did all that, and they, they've been bringing those guys back, and it's just been an amazing pop every single time. This, that, that pay-per-view was loaded. I could go all day from just watching that pay-per-view and Brian Pillman, Man. Get another guy we lost too soon. Another hard With Gold Dust, you know, who was. Man, that Ground Zero. Man, I want to watch it. Fantastic show. Gold Dust, first ballot Hall of Famer. Oh. All day. Yeah. First ballot. First that name, would first be out. That's a tragedy. If, it, if yeah. it doesn't get called out, I will actually. I may stop watching the WWE just because. Entirely possible. If they make him like third ballot, like uh-huh. just like a, like a pfft yeah. character, I'm like, you're wrong. Just a couple of quick, you know, this week, kind of, on this day also. Uh, Daniel Bryan re-signed his deal with WWE, oh. so he's now back in. And then also now they're promoting the what we refer to as the Shawn Michaels Undertaker. Mm-hmm. Potentially, potentially. Yes. So allegedly Rumored. they're trying to they're getting the Triple H show in Australia. That's a that's a lock. But now they're trying to get Taker HBK 
for WrestleMania 35, which will be in New Jersey this next year. So they're hoping that if they could do that, this will be the last shot for both of them in, in a WrestleMania setting. And you think so? You think this might be the last shot of the Undertaker? It will probably be for the Undertaker. Shawn Michaels looks in great shape. He's dad at I would, I would as, as a big Undertaker fan, last year having the Undertaker put his hat and his and his cape down, not his cape, but his uh, his his coat down. Yep. It, it broke me. Remember when I sat here and I stood up and clapped and I, I had a yep. tear because it was like that was. That was, that, was, that was my that well that was my childhood. Yep. That's the last thing in my childhood left. You know, speaking of uh, Shawn Michaels and Undertaker, at that same pay per view, the Inner House pay per view, uh, they wrestled to a known contest match. Yeah. Did you know that that was their first match that they that's ever been televised, and they've both been in the company since 1990. Really? And that was their first match. Really? Yep. It took them. I didn't even know eight that. Years. Yep. To Jesus wrestle a, televi te a televised match. And then they had the, the first Hell in a Cell match of yep. all time where we had the introduction of Kane. Kane! At Bad Blood in your house. Is that when he came out and ripped the door off? Yeah, that's Kane? right. Sure. That's right. That was incredible. I didn't even think Kane was real. They were talking about this guy, and I was like, no. it's Because they talked about it for... They talked about it for a long time. They had many, 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 many weeks of build-up. Build-up? It was almost like four months of build-up. And you started to think, like, this is not a thing. You thought it was a gimmick that was just going to fizz out. Yeah. Yeah. And that you, they, uh, Paul Bear was going to have, like, some minions running and, like, beat him yeah. up. Like, Kane wasn't a real person. Right. And then you have fucking Kane come in. And you're like, what the fuck? Like, I... Me as a mark. Monster. I didn't even know what I just saw. I saw him choke slam and tombstones. Like, he's he's stealing the. I was a little fucking brat. And I was like, he's yep. stealing the Undertaker's moves. And he's doing it better. And he's stronger and he's taller. I'm like, no. <laughs> you no. Yet another guy we lost to, Sue and Paul Bear. Arguably one of the best managers. Oh, yeah. In the history of the business. Oh, yeah. Right there with Bobby the Brain Heenan. Yep. Got the Undertaker over. Like, like Rover. Nothing else. Over like Rover. I don't think The Undertaker's character could have survived as long without Paul Bearer, dude. He was right there. Every time. And just on top of it, coming up with all kind of new ideas. The stuff with Stone Cold Steve Austin was incredible. Even yeah. even though that, you know, like, like you said, behind the scenes, Paul Bearer was still writing yes. and kind of promoting that, uh, yes. that, that, promoting that. Black, it was actually, from what I heard, he was pushing the, and I may be wrong, because I'm not behind the scenes, but he pushed the idea of the biker taker. Yeah, oh yeah, the American Badass incarnation, I guess you could call it. Yeah, right. For, for lack of a better word. American guess, Badass. And I guess the one last thing here in kind of the history and recent news. Uh, history was made over the weekend. New Japan Pro Wrestling, Ring of Honor combined a lot of their upper talent in a show called All In in Chicago over the weekend. Yes. Oh, yeah. It did record business. It did over half a million dollars at the gate. Wow. Did over Half a million dollars right at the gate. Did over one million dollars in pay-per-view buys, and also sold ten thousand tickets in less than thirty minutes. Yep. They had Cody, the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. So they can't call him Cody Rhodes anymore because they get sued. Cody, the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, Kuchido Okada. They had Rey Mysterio. Rey Mysterio, a all, surprise. All I can say is win. Oh, absolutely. Win. When is Kenny Omega coming to the WWE? So Kenny Omega. Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks and Adam Hangman Page oh, he's not gonna all come said, in. no matter where we go, we're going together. They're in talks with WWE. 
Wait, Cody Rhodes is coming back after the way they did him? Yeah. They're all... It doesn't well, sorry. matter. Cody Rhodes didn't get did wrong. He left. He left. He left right. He left. He actually he didn't, didn't like the Stardust character, which I didn't either. He did, too. He didn't no, like no. It. I read something that he actually enjoyed the character because he was supporting his brother, and he liked that whole gimmick and all He didn't that. like the way that it was but going. He didn't like that he was going to always be this character. Exactly. Right. He's seen, he seen no... No upswing to the well, character. He, he wanted the heel turn to be against Goldust, and right. uh, the powers that be said, we don't want that. We like your tag team gimmick because, you know, uh, Goldust apparently does well in tag teams. Yep. Because they, they didn't always feel that Goldust was a weak character. He just became a weak character when he came back. Right. Because we all know what Goldust's character was, right? It was He's essentially... androgynous. A, he was apparently... Androgynous, pal. Yep. He was a parody of uh, drag queens. Yes. Which, in, you know, you know, looking back at it, we didn't know that. No. You know, we didn't know he was. He wasn't making fun of it. No. Essentially, he was. He was, he, he was enjoying it. Yeah. He was ahead of the times. He was. He really was, man. He Dusty, was ahead uh, of the times. He was really ahead of the times. He was, was really. Here like, was Vince. Oh. No, that was all him, man. From you what can, I heard, he, I mean, yeah, what are Bruce Bridges? Bruce he, he put on the suit. It was Vince? He put on the paint. I don't think so, because I heard that he came to Vince, and Vince was like, what are you doing? And he said, I'm going to do something special. <laughs> because his, his dad did always do something crazy. You yeah. know, something the with the wind. Yep, yep. So he was kind of uh, bringing a little bit of his dad. Yes. And then bringing in, you know. Okay, all right. This, a, little, a little touch of his own thing. Right, yeah. and he, he really was ahead of his times bringing in, like, uh, the gay community yeah. in wrestling. He really was. And he wasn't, it was a parody in the sense that obviously he's not a drag queen. Yeah. And he's not gay. Yes. And, Anybody, par- and parody is the most sincere uh, the, form sincere, of flattery. Exactly. exactly right. And he definitely was not trying to be rude or offensive to these people, He uh, to the drag queens. Yeah. Or people of uh, that sexual orientation. He was just saying, this is cool. Yep. Y'all are having fun with it. I've been to these shows. Yes. And I'd like to see it in wrestling. Yep. And Vince McMahon thought, <laughs> maybe in Vince McMahon's mind, he thought, I was like, oh, you're making fun of it. Okay, that's cool. All right. But Goldust was like, no, this is fun. You have no idea how fun this is. For the record, just, just to wrap up on Goldust, because I think it's great. It was, I don't know whose idea it was. I never did hear the full story. I, I, but his finishing move called the Shattered Dreams, which is basically a kick to the junk. Yep, a kick to the that junk. That was an amazing name. For a move like that, because yep. let's face it, if somebody kicks you in the junk, it's a shattered dream. It's a shattered dream. <laughs> what was his other one? His, his, uh, not his, his pre back, his pre finisher. The one final he, cut. The yep. final cut where go. he kissed you, yep. turned you back, and did yep. a backwards fucking uh, bulldog reverse DDT. Reverse kind of. DDT, yeah. yeah. Like a like a, like a pickup reverse DDT. You're right. Yep. He doesn't do that anymore. I wish he did the old kiss thing. Yeah. Because that was classic. And yeah. then he put you in the corner and he kicked that dick. Man, he would. He kicked it hard. And he'd get right up on top of you and go. Apparently, I don't know. I don't know if because obviously we listened to a lot of Bruce Pritchard. They told a story about Goldust that he was actually willing to go get breast implants. He was to enhance really? to yeah. enhance that character that much more. Now, see, you damn well know that he wasn't being offensive if he was that goddamn dedicated. He was, he was dedicated. committed. He was committed. He was willing to go get breast implants. One hundred percent. Jesus Christ. I don't know if I... Well, man. I'd do it. Let's go. Right now. Breast implants? Let's go. I'm already halfway there. <laughs> hey, what's your best... What's your favorite... What's your favorite time in the WWE? Me? Yeah. 
Oh my gosh, oh, man. Well, shit. Everybody knows that. It's the Attitude it's Era. Oh, your favorite time? It's oh, the absolutely. Attitude Era. You know, I grew up on the whole classic era right there at the end of it in 1996 when shit got a little bit too real. Yeah. You know, the birth of Stone Cold, but yes. man, Attitude Era kicked it the fuck off. For me, personally, it was that era, but it was also the ability to flip between Money yes. Nitro and Monday Night Raw to see who was going to one-up who, right? So it was a Monday Night Wars. Yes, who was going to push the envelope just, just that much further. Yeah. And then on the, that's, one, that's really good. on the one episode of Nitro... Yeah, it is. ...where they announced that Mick Foley was going to drop or win the belt, and it hadn't even been aired yet because Raw was still pre-taped. And it backfired on him. And it blew up in their faces. It did. Mm-hmm. Oh, Eric uh, Bischoff, probably the greatest writers in uh, wrestling history. Oh, man. If not Incredible. the best. Incredible. Well, we can't say the best because uh, McMahon is still running strong. At 70-plus years old. I have a story about Miss McMahon, but I have to tell it off the air because it could get some, okay. some serious stuff going. So, so this is uh, this is, we're going to do a little bit of bit, not a bit, but a segment here to talk about. And this, this, this whole podcast is going to run a little bit longer than usual, maybe the longest, because this, you really need to understand why... This podcast, the name even came about, and the whole dynamic of it. Uh, you've heard it before in other podcasts. I just want to give you the intro before I give you this. Um, Man Cave Live was something that we came to the Man Cave here in uh, my, my garage. We call it the Man Cave. It was all decked out with stupid uh, beer signs and paraphernalia of uh, wrestling and uh, Star Wars and Marvel and DC Comics. Metallica, Colorado license plates, all football stuff, man. Astros like a motherfucker all yes. over the place. Yes. Uh, we we have Butler's t-shirt from when he was at the Mano yeah, displayed like a motherfucker. We love you, Butler. We yes, always love you. And that big ass fucking uh, NOS energy drink sign that he gave me. This thing is fucking massive, by the way. If you don't know, this, this sign that Butler just brought to my cave is twice the size of me. And he said, here, this belongs in the cave. I was like, I don't, I don't, I don't drink NOS. He's like, yeah, but it's bigger than you, so it'd be funny. <laughs> okay, sure enough. I don't have enough tax, but I'll put it on the wall. Um, but so, moving on. Uh, the Man Cave Live show, we started playing 2K17 on the PlayStation 4. And of course, we're in wrestling nuts. We started getting into the whole program of the show. And the, the, the great thing about that game is you get to create your own show, your own wrestlers, and own... Uh, scenarios and stuff like that so I created hey wouldn't it be funny if we called it Man Cave Live and we had the logo from Raw's War because that was our favorite time the yep. Attitude Era yep. as Brian's going to so fucking vigorously describe which is the, be- the, the greatest era of wrestling and we had plenty of wrestling matches on that thing we had them weekly we had them uh, we had bets on it dollar bets I mean, it was epic it was an epic time for this uh, garage and then it, it didn't really fizzle out. It just kind of transformed into, this was like a bar. Yeah. Everybody started coming here. It's like, hey, I don't want to spend a whole lot of money, but I want to go out and hang out with my, fu- my friends. Yeah. So people were like, hey, what's going on tonight? MCL, Man Cave Live. Yep. And why, well, where I came up with Man Cave Live is because SmackDown Live just came out. So I said, we'll call it Man Cave Live. And we couldn't have named it better. Couldn't, couldn't have, have named, named it better. better. And so it transformed into just people saying, hey, I want to come to MCL. MCL going on? MCL? And what that meant was like, not this show, not this podcast. It meant like, hey, are you hanging out in your garage? Yep. Are you having some beers? Are you having some friends? Are we playing some video games? Are we listening to some music? Are we watching some dumbass YouTube channels? 
and we did all that and we've been doing all that not everyone came every week but we did that and you know uh, long story short moving on we kept doing it my pops passed and my pops told me he said don't be me do something that you love and keep doing it do that dumb thing that you and Alan did that that count and pudgy thing which was like a YouTube channel that we were gonna want to create 10 years ago we never did because equipment was expensive and so when he passed I was like that's it I'm doing this I'm gonna put my little mark on the world with my friends so me and my friends all joining in in any which way they can on the show it's not just me the count Brian and John the captain Mark Adams it's uh, the producers fan it's it's fucking Juski who's now on the not even on the show when we mention you sorry ass every fucking week <laughs> it's fucking JC it's Josh in the box it's our great one of our other greatest fans nasty Nate it's all these people that fucking love to listen and hang out in a fucking place and just talk shit as I believe our shit talking matters to this world in a dumb way it may not matter to anyone else but I'm glad you listen and we we love you. And you know what it all started on? It was wrestling. It was wrestling. The yeah. whole premise was wrestling. was wrestling. So that being said, the greatest fucking wrestling era, Brian the Brand, the Hagelmaster, is going to give you little tidbits. I'm going to give you. Let him talk. I'm going to give you. Pudgy, let him talk. Shut the fuck up. I'm going to give you my oh. key players. Key players. Of the Attitude Era. Key players. Key players. All right. The Attitude Era was from 1997 to around 2002. Because you had, you have to throw in the invasion angle just a little bit. And it, it kind of fizzled out around 2002. So this is my key players. And I credit WWE.com, Wikipedia.com, and Sportster.com. They helped me just kind of get all the information together. Oh, well, that's you credit in. I, I'm crediting. I'm crediting. Jesus Christ. So and I'm going to start from the bottom. No mama's way. No mama's way. I'm, I'm going to start from the bottom, number five, and I'm going to go up. Number five, Mick Foley. So during the Attitude Era... Key players, huh? Key players. Okay. So number five going up. Number five going up. Uh, Mick Foley was, is number five. Okay, I can, I can in, see that. In the Attitude Era, uh, you had Mick Foley, you had Mankind, Cactus Jack, Dude Love. Dude Love. Man. Uh, Pick me, Steve. Pick me. That's it. Competing. Oh, man. Our producer for the night... Uh, Josh in the box. Josh, Josh in the box. George, Josh, whatever, what have you. He's he, he just nodded his head and he watched the attitude. Era, he approves. So he approves. He approves. Competing in legendary classes with the Undertaker, Triple H, and The Rock, Mrs. Foley's baby boy utterly captivated the WWE universe, overcoming seemingly insurmountable odds and putting his body on the line in an effort to fulfill his lifelong dream to become the WWE champion. Foley would accomplish this on January 4th, 1999. And I remember this. I think we all do. We were going back and forth. This, we was, this was the episode. I, of, I definitely did. We were. I think this is, at least for me, I was watching WCW. And I was well, going back and forth. Back in the day, yeah. the TNT, you watched that first hour yep. of WCW. Yep. And then you swapped over. And then you, you swapped, swapped over. over. And if the content was garbage, you watched the last half. Yep. Or if you saw like Goldberg... And Sting going at it at the end, then you definitely swapped over at the end, right yep. at the end. Yep. And 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 that day, Tony Schiavone spoiled it. Uh-huh. Eric, Eric Bischoff, and this has been on. Eric on the Bischoff record. told him to do it. Eric Bischoff told Schiavone to do this. Hey, 
read the results because at the time Nitro was live Raw was pre-recorded yes <clears throat> every other week every, uh, yeah one week it was live yep and then they recorded on Tuesday yep yep and then went that Tuesday episode would have been live yes or not live but aired on the next aired, Monday uh, yeah yep so so they they told Shivani say hey tell everybody to watch our main event because on the other show Mick Foley Mankind's winning the title you know who cares yeah they, they played off Mankind uh, Mankind like he was garbage yep like nobody would like it's like oh that, that loser Mankind was gonna be the champion and I remember go on no just, no no Well, I remember just like you watched it and you JC yes. and fucking Josh in the Box watched it I was like what we all went back we were like what we and Mankind's pro- finally gonna win it I was yep. like oh fuck click all of us and probably what I I heard a rumor it was over half a million people changed the channel. Half a million people. In an instant. The minute he said it, they're like, fuck this. Yep. And we watched all the intro and the and, beginning of it. And it was a rock in mankind. Yep. And the DX helped him win the title. They hoisted him up. Yep, they sure did. And he said, yo, Adrian, I did it. I won. Yes. And he runs around. That he was the day. Did. That was the day that the WCW, and actually I, I had this written down, on that night, the WWE turned its tide on the long-standing battle with WCW Monday Nitro, dishing out a ratings blow from which the Atlanta-based organization would never recover. They never did. They never recovered they never from that time. WCW never... 83 weeks of, con- of, of constant winning in the ratings battle, WCW did. That was the last time they beat them, was January 4th, 1999. Could you imagine... Could you imagine... Uh, Eric Bischoff's face when he started to see what the the ratings the report come in he's like, fuck. Crittenden, Crittenden, how would how would how would uh, how would uh, how would how would Mike how would Michael Hayes say that? <laughs> how would he say that? How would Michael Hayes say if that? If you looked at that report, what would he say? Like, I'm trying to remember what he said. He would say, fuck. <laughs> 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 oh, fuck. Boo. <laughs> Do you know what your buddy Ron Simmons would say, aka Farouk? Damn! <laughs> he looked at that report and was like, "God uh, damn, I'm fucked." Or he would say, "God damn!" Yeah. And in the words of the now reinvigorated James E. Cornette, "You motherfuckers turn the channel, get the goddamn man a video, motherfuckers!" Motherfuckers. <laughs> Fucking fuck WCW up, motherfucker. You fucking killed it. It's dead or kills. He's nuts. So that was my number five. Number four, Triple H. Triple H. I am the game. Not being a homer. Not being a homer. Yeah, you Listen. Are. Here we go. Triple H. The Connecticut Blue Blood. Hunter Hearst, Hearst Helmsley. Oh, Jesus Triple H. Is it bad if I try to forget those days? No. You know, fun fact. Before you start. Fun fact about Triple H. Yeah. Triple H's persona, Hunter Hearst Helmsley, is a stab-off, not stab-off, but a rip-off of Ric Flair. Fun fact about Ric Flair, his persona is entirely a rip-off of Gorgeous George. Yep. And if you don't know who Gorgeous George was, he was probably the most hated wrestler back in the day. Gorgeous George, I watched this, I learned this the other day, Gorgeous George changed wrestling history from it being actually real wrestling to... A work wrestling. A work, yeah, exactly. Gorgeous he changed George that changed where, that. Fuck, I hate this motherfucker. Yep. So much, but I still want to watch. Yep. Like I, 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 he's like the antihero. I want to cheer for him because he's so 
lucrative yep. in his techniques and his uh, persona, but you're still like, I'm supposed to hate this guy because yeah. he's the bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. And he's extremely bad because Gorgeous George was a fucking prick. He did things back in those days that you just didn't do. You didn't do in wrestling. There was an unspoken code you didn't yes. do these things in wrestling, and they allowed him to do that. And then Ric Flair did it and oh, did it God. way better. The dirtiest player in the game, baby. And then Triple H obviously has become uh, number four yes. because uh, yeah, Triple H came in as Hunter Hearst Hemsley, Hunter Hearst Hemsley, and he was utterly despised by the WWF universe when he debuted in 1995, promoting his proper etiquette and his uh, posh uh, Greenwich, Connecticut salute. I'll oh, say you. His, his, his curtsy. His curtsy. He did a curtsy in front of everybody. But, embracing his inner rebel, Helmsley, now known simply as Triple H, joined up with Shawn Michaels to perform or to form D-Generation X. Man, dude. And DX. Dude, it was Stone Cold and DX that Man. kicked the Attitude Era off. After HBK left due to an injury in 98, Triple H became DX's leader. Then bringing in X-Pac and the New Age Outlaws and China. Uh, and you China. cannot forget China. And, 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 and what, Rick Rude, right? Rick Rude. Rick Rude was yes. the original. Yeah. The original three. Uh, four. Yeah. And they and they caused Ravishing chaos. Rick Rude. They caused chaos in WWE. Uh, fucking with McMahon and anybody else. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter. Yes. Oh, yeah. Man, they... they when they pulled the windshield wiper thing. <laughs> fucking Sergeant Slaughter <laughs> couldn't stop spitting everywhere, man. It's like... You gotta, you're out of line, and that's an order. And they were like, mm, motherfucker, spitting. Just and and around that time, Triple H even led the DX into a invasion at Monday Nitro. Oh man, literally great. bringing the Monday Night War to the rival organization source. Right across the street, yep. in the same Richmond, Virginia, right across the street in that that other stadium, because they were in the same city at the same night. Mm-hmm. And they came in there with a cannon. They rode that cannon. They rode that motherfucker. Triple H rode it, you know, right up in his crotch area. Well, yeah. Well, you know. Triple H's own aspirations would supplement his desire to rebel. However, it was time to play the game. It was time to play the game. He married Mr. McMahon's daughter, Stephanie. Worked his way to the top, he baby. Worked his way to the top. Yeah, right. I mean, that's now how you do it. Now he's the COO. Yeah, now he's the man. He's second in command. And, and, and hey, to be honest with you, I can't wait till he takes over. He, he has done so much for NXT. And he's created NXT. He's created NXT. He created NXT. He created a farm system all, all these, for wrestling. Exactly. All these, uh, uh, the cruiserweight. Uh, uh, Not just comp- cruiserweight, just uh, no, any no, weight. I know, just, but he's doing like the, the women's uh, uh, oh, no, competitions. Yeah. I, the, the, the Mayon Classics. The is, cruiserweight is he Classics. The one, let's find he's out for all a behind fact. this. Let's find out for a fact. Is he the one that actually created the women's division, or did Stephanie do it? Because no. whoever created that. Triple H did all Triple that. H, yep. Triple H is not the women's division, but the but the but the, 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 women's, the women's no, like the whole like the reason revolution. why we're watching the reason why we watch women's matches here in the cave, when like we watch like Mark matches, mm. we watch Jobber matches. Honestly, when we saw when we watch women's matches, uh-huh. we we all you see it. We sit there and we we don't even blink. Yeah. When we watch his matches, because now women's matches fucking matter. My wife loves it. They do. That we fucking sit here and we just they, mark out on women's matches. I think that has to do with Paige. From what I understand, they started a Twitter campaign yeah. called Give Divas a Chance. That was still when they were referred to as the Divas. Right, right, right. And that Give Divas a Chance went trending on the first day. Just went fucking wild. Yeah. So they found out that women actually like yeah. watching wrestling. Yeah. And then, so, because they, they were used to two-minute, 
three-minute matches. Right, job you know, matches. Exactly. Filler yeah. matches and, and shit. And popcorn matches and bathroom matches. And, yeah. And Triple H heard that, and he put that on NXT with Charlotte Flair. Yes. Sasha Banks, Bailey, Becky Lynch. Natalia when she Natalia, went Natalia, Paige. Oh, that's right. They all started in NXT. Yes. Yeah. In the farm league. So Triple H n- not necessarily created it, but he took it and he ran with it. He helped it along quite a bit. Big time. And he created the Cruiserweight Classic, the Mae Young Classic, the tag team, uh, D- the Dusty Rhodes tag team. Yeah, 205 the, Live. Yeah, two of, I mean, yeah. He cre- once, once McMahon is, is retired or, or dies, whatever whatever two happens he first. He's retired because the XFL. And, and Triple H takes over. I think the, the, the product's going to be that much better. I think Triple H knows what he's doing. I'm so here. you're thinking like the product is kind of mediocre now, the main line. I it's do. Just only at because times. at times, only because obviously at times when you got like I'm but sorry, it, I mean, but honestly, Roman Reigns is, is it, a, now I'm starting to grow on him only because I don't know I actually have no reason why I'm starting to grow on Roman Reigns and I hate that I am because mm-hmm. I don't like Roman Reigns I I love that he's well no before he was mediocre in wrestling he's zero in fucking uh, uh, mic skills. And he was just shit. Like, why are you having him on the, on the mat? Now his his uh, wrestling skills has improved dramatically. Yes. Like yes. He's now a something that you want to watch. No. Not just that stupid Superman punch, but he's actually done something. But I think, my skills are still mediocre. I think that what the WWE is doing right now is a literal business company. I don't think it really focuses... Like, if you watch the WWE and you watch NXT, even though it's the same companies, it's two totally different products. Absolutely. Two totally different products. Oh, absolutely. The WWE focuses more towards... WCW basically gives you what New, New Japan is giving you in a, a light version. Or WWE. No. Not WCW. WWE gives you... Sorry. NXT gives you... What New Japan gives you, yes, but in a light version, exactly. Because we obviously don't want to hurt people here, exactly. We don't want chair shots, yep. We don't want uh, pile drivers, excessive bleeding, excessive yeah. bleeding. Yeah. We don't want you know there's yeah. things that we don't we yeah. don't want them. We don't want them as fans. Yeah, we I wouldn't th- mind chair shots. We we love we loved it in the attitude era. I want chair shot, but these people are dying now. Love. Well, yeah, but do we want them in like? But in 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 moderation. Well, yeah, dude. I want fake blood. Yeah. I want you to bleed yourself. I don't want you to fucking I like see you actually smash hurt. Smash blood caps on your head. Yeah. Right. I don't want you to fucking like hurt yourself to where you're actually bleeding and you got like. Yeah. That's true. Like a concussion that you're gonna not know how to do math later. Yeah. All right. So number three. Number three. The Rock. The Rock. Oh. Fantastic. You know, rock. the Rock could be arguably the best of the Attitude Era because if you ask almost anybody that doesn't watch wrestling. Almost everybody that does not watch wrestling, it's two people. Stone Cold or The Rock. And the majority of the time, it's The Rock. Because Stone Cold kind of relates to Southern class type people. Although that's not true entirely. Because many people, everybody loves Stone Cold. Yeah. But The Rock relates to everybody. And especially now, more days. More days. He's everywhere. He's fucking... Everywhere. He's the highest paid actor in in the entertainment business. It's true. He's everywhere. This is why I picked The Rock as number three. Over, over. Who my other one is? Okay. Stone Cold number two. Okay. You already mentioned it. So the Rock. Everyone smelled what the Rock was cooking during the Attitude Era. You damn right. The grandson of the High Chief Peter Maivia, and the son of Rocky Johnson, the Rock was seemingly destined to be an in-ring greatness 
from birth. But in the beginning, the Rock kind of sucks. Oh, yeah. Rocky Johnson. He didn't. No, wait, no was, Rocky Maivia. Rocky Maivia. Peter ton, people didn't like him when he had that that uh, Yuli Guriel haircut. Yep. But oh, but then but then he joined the Nation of Domination, and yes. then he got booted up. He he that was he, always a he weird turned on dynamic. Farouk. He turned on Farouk. He did. He became the leader of the he Nation of Domination. He became leader of Nation Domination. And then he said, fuck the Nation of Domination. And then he joined the uh, Mick Foley with the Rock and Sock Connection. You did? Oh, man. Man. Do, 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 This do. is your life? This is your life? <laughs> one, of the, one of the highest rated segments ever. I, well, what what we still love to watch to this day, the Rock's promos yes. with Michael Cole. And Lillian Garcia. And Lillian Garcia. Who is dynamite. Uh, Jonathan the, the Coachman. Oh, my God. I mean, the Rock has got the gift of gap. Like, I even loved when he talked shit about The Undertaker. When he was, uh, there was a it, promo. It was, it, was a, it was a promo. I don't mean to cut you off. It was a promo. It was a, it was a six-way match. It was Rikishi, Stone Cold, Triple H, Undertaker, The Rock, and someone. I can't remember who it was. But he, he did. He, he rolled his eyes up in the back of his head. Yeah. He was like, ah, 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 die, yeah. die, die, die. <laughs> shut show. the fuck up. <laughs> when he said shut the fuck up, yeah. he was all like just dogging on The Undertaker. And I just could I cracked the fuck up because I've never seen anybody really dog the Undertaker yep. in that way, and I was all like, I feel like there should have been more dogging on the Undertaker. Yeah, he was. He but was you know, like the Undertaker is the judge of the back, the, 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 the back of the locker room, so you just kind of didn't really want to mess with that. He's yeah. the, the but still, general, as they call it. the reigning general. Because before him, you know who else it was? Andre the Giant. Yep, he was yep. the boss. Andre the Giant was the boss, and then the Taker came in. And he was like, well. You know who's the boss now? Yep. Y'all remember back, I don't know if it was right before he joined the nation or right after he turned, the Die Rocky Die chance. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah, that was rotten. Dude, that, was, that, was Rocky, that was Rocky Maivia. Die Rocky yeah, Die. That was Rocky Maivia. Blue Chipper. Blue Chipper Rocky Maivia. I didn't like any of that, to be honest. Yeah, that's not cool. That's my mom didn't line. like yeah. it. My dad didn't like that. Because um, my brother, one of my brothers was all like, Die Rocky Die, and he thought it was funny. Yeah, and I, I didn't really like it personally because I, yeah. I, I as your kid, you don't want nobody to die. Yeah, that's crossing the line. You know, because I actually liked Rocky Maivia a lot. I had his toys. I bought the album, WWE the music, yeah. Volume oh. Two. Yeah, man, during the backyard wrestling days, that was legit. Oh man, that was man. it. WWE the music was what we came out to. We got our ass. You damn right. To. You damn right. I mean, we played our own music so we can go on that trampoline and beat the shit out of each other. That's it. So, so number two, you already said it. Stone Cold Steve Austin. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. That's it. With that proclamation, actually, it was, what? It was Austin 316 says, I just whipped your ass. That's right. It was King of the Ring 1996. With that proclamation at King of the Ring 96, Stone Cold was born. That's it. Stone Cold Steve Austin was born. So at, the, at the center of the revolution over the next several years, the Texas Rattlesnake himself, Stone Cold Steve Austin was born with clashes with the authority and take no prisoners approach and whooping the boss's ass man, man. stone cold this <laughs> man beat that old bastard down <laughs> whether he was driving down the entrance on a zamboni a zamboni dousing the corporation with beer oh. or battling uh, battling Shawn michaels the rock triple h for the wwf title stone cold personified what it meant to be a wwe superstar during during the attitude era and that's the bottom line. And that's all. Well, I'm sorry. Because Stone Cold said so. That's it. And that's all I gotta say about that. That's Stone it. Cold Steve Austin, to this day, is the greatest. It's it. Okay, my favorite, obviously, is one person, but the greatest wrestler of all time, uh, as far as popularity goes, obviously yeah. goes to fucking Stone Cold Steve Stone Cold. Austin. Amazing. 
Absolutely. Still no. to this day. You want to go the greatest tactical wrestler of all time? It's obvious. It's Red fucking. Thing. It's the fucking Blackheart. But Heart. you know Stone Cold. But the Blackheart. But the Blackheart. The Blackheart Owen Hart took him out. Yeah. Dumped him. Broke his goddamn neck at SummerSlam. Dumped him on a stack of dimes, as he called it. <laughs> I drop you on that deck. Oh, wait, sorry. I drop you on that stack of dimes. You call him that. That's it. So we got, so here, a real quick recap. We got Mick Foley, number five, Triple H, number four, The Rock, number three, Stone Cold, number two, Undertaker, number six, Big Show, number seven. Who's my number one? Let's let's talk about Undertaker. Um, let's talk about Undertaker honorable mention. And I say this because I, you were talking about the Attitude Era. I am. You know, I'm a mark for Undertaker. Yep. I just want to say that Undertaker had to take a dead man fake persona. Yep. And turn it into something that he didn't, wasn't comfortable with. Yep. So they turned him to Biker Taker, the American badass. But the only reason why I put Taker at number six is because for the majority of the Attitude Era, he was injured. For the majority of it, yes. Yeah, he does. But even though his... But with the Ministry? The Ministry was fun. The Ministry was the shit. It was dark. I didn't like it because it was fat. I loved it. He was injured the whole time. He was injured. The entire time. But that's the only reason why he was six. Dude. But Biker Taker? Biker Taker is something I hated for so long, but Brian the Brain and JC has convinced me that I should indulge in the fact that Biker Taker, sorry, yeah, embrace that Biker Taker was a big contribute to to the man himself and his character and the Attitude Era himself. Because, I mean, the last right? There was, I mean, there was classic, there was classic Rolling, 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 rolling. Are are you scared? He's here. He's here. And then Limp Biscuit playing the song Rowan. Now Kid Kevin Rock, man. Come on. And Kid Rock as well. My number one. Number one. My number one. Got influential me. guy of the Attitude Most Era. influential guy of the WWF Attitude Era. Can I take a stab? Who? Vince McMahon? No. Really? Eric Bischoff. Oh, shit. That's a great choice. Eric Bischoff. Yeah. That's a great in choice. In the early 90s, in the early 90s, the WWE was still living off of the 80s. They had uh, uh, multiple... Poor characters like Duke the Dumpster Drozzy, Kona Crush. I mean, I mean, who are these people? Jeez. That's a flash Glacier. Flash. Despite always having a fantastic deep right? roster. Glacier. You know what Glacier was? He was sub-zero. I'm no, sorry. No, no Glacier good. was WCW. I know. Yeah. yeah I, was, oh, I, thought you were, I thought you were talking about... I was talking like, about WWF. Oh. oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's okay. Despite always having a fantastic deep roster filled with guys who could go, the competition at WCW never truly risen to its full potential. In came Eric Bischoff, using the power of Ted Turner's checkbook. Checkbook. He signed some of WWS stalwarts. He created the New World Order, Mm -hmm. Kevin Nash and Scott Hall. Mm -hmm. He took uh, Lex Luger. He took Macho Man Randy Savage. He he got Hogan. He got Ric Flair. He got Vader. He also created the Justice. He also created the cruiserweight division. He did. He sure as hell did. He did. He felt the little guy deserved and and who was the biggest cruiserweight uh, the two biggest cruiserweight champions. Uh, we got Eddie Guerrero, Eddie Guerrero and uh, Rey Mysterio Jr. Yep. back yes. then. Dean Malenko. Dean Malenko, uh, the man of a thousand moves. Yeah. Fans from all over were soon changing their channels back and forth from Monday Night Raw to Monday Night Nitro. Because you want to see high flying fast moves. Exactly. Without all the fluff. For the first time ever in WC- in WWE's history they were possibly looking at the company-wide ruin. So Vincent Mann then out- thought outside the box, along with the entire roster, grew a pair, and some attitude, and eventually defeated the WCW Monday Night War, which would never have happened if not for Eric Bischoff. I want to make a little obscure 
observation about the cruiserweight division as you refer to it from WCW. Y'all remember the chairman of the board, La Parka, who was beating motherfuckers oh, down with chairs yeah. regularly? No. He was a luchador, that. kind of a thicker luchador. Had a cool ass mask on. His name was La Parka. I don't remember La Parka. Yeah, that guy oh, right there. Oh, that guy. They called him the chairman of the board, <laughs> and he was coming out whipping ass with them chairs. So for those of you who didn't regularly. see that, Brian was doing like a uh, Elvis, you know. Sw- sw- uh, what do you call that? Kind of almost like a strut, kind of. A strut, a knee strut. And a swivel. A knee, a knee strut and swivel. He was swiveling in the hips, and we all know Brian's got them hips. Brian's got them hips, man. Right here on Man Cave Live, Brian's Absolutely. got hips galore. Yes. So, yeah, for me, the Attitude Era, man, that's where it was at. There was so much competition, and it was, it was people fighting for their livelihood, man. Dude, they, you, they threw you, it all out on the table. All out. I mean, and just... And you didn't mention any of the women. You had, like, Sable... Sunny, you had Sunny. What was her? Blaine. Uh, what's her name? Jacqueline. He had tons of just Lita. Lita. Good night. And the, the, the later Stacey era. Keebler. Stacy. Oh my God. But see, she's got legs. But see, and if it wasn't for for the AOL merger, Time Warner, Time Warner merger. Yep. Eric Bischoff would have owned WCW. That's it. They didn't want him. They didn't want him to own it. They didn't want it on TNN or TNT. So that was it. Even when they closed it, he put together it? a deal to buy the company. And and he had really they, so I they approved Eric it. Bischoff, they approved it. So and I then, thought. Wait, I'm, I'm sorry. I may be ignorant here, but I thought Eric Bischoff, when he got pushed out, he made an attempt to create with uh, Jeff Jarrett TNT uh, TNA TNA. Well, that, that was no, no. That was after. That's after the fact. Way after. So that it was, was Eric Bischoff was involved with that because yes. I thought when, it was Hogan, uh, Jeff Jarrett, and no, Eric it was Bischoff. Jeff Jarrett. Created TNA, and then a little bit later, Hogan and Bischoff joined TNA. Right, and they they bought into it, or they just joined. They bought in, or I'm sure there was some money. I, I think there was some money. Because I know that now it's just a woman, right? It's just Not a anymore. woman that uh, owns it, right? Not anymore. Dixie uh, Carter did own Dixie it. Dixie Carter, that's right. Did own it, and now she they sold it. Anthem sold it. Yep. Or no, I'm sorry. Dixie or TNA is now it's Impact Wrestling. Impact Wrestling now, and they're owned by. You know, uh, we, we've been sorry. Let's. I'm sorry. We've been. We've been nerfing our uh, Josh in the box here the entire time, and he's had plenty to say. Never mind. He's not here. He's not here. He left. Gone. But you know what? He gone. If he wants if to interject. If it wasn't for wrestling, Man all, of our, all of our childhoods wouldn't be the same. Oh, no, hell no. Man. Who the hell knows we'd be? Man, you these know chair shots I took as a kid. You got the wolf pack. Sweet. Too sweet. Too sweet. Too sweet all around. You got DX. Oh, Telling your teacher to suck it when you don't want to do your homework. When I got That's in trouble, true. getting sent to them, uh-huh. down to the hall. And the attitude there was a, was, a, was a place. I wish I could find it. There is a stop sign somewhere in rural Louisiana with my head print probably still in it. <laughs> from when, y'all know my best friend Ian that I've known for like 25 years. We used love to you. go out. I love the, you, Ian. If you're listening, I love you, Ian. Ian's I gotta, listening. I got I to get him on this. He's yeah, definitely listening. So... We used to have these hardcore matches in his front yard, man, and we used to beat the brakes off each other, something bad. And he'd come around the corner one time from the house, like a blind corner like that, and man, when I tell you, he scrambled my eggs with that fucking stop sign. <laughs> man. So y'all were playing for keeps. Oh, yeah. Y'all were playing ECW rules, Oh, yeah. Huh? So oh. he hit me, and I collapsed like a sack of shit. We used to, we used to, I don't mean to top you, but we oh, used God. to, uh, we used to have MXW, Maximum Extreme Wrestling. Holy that's shit. Where, that's where Kredger's born. 
And oh, we damn. To, we used to get posts. By the way, Cridge is on YouTube. If you want to look that up, that's, that's true. That's both good and evil, uh, Brian the Brain. That's yes. it. You have white, white shirt's uh, face. White shirt. Black shirt's heel. Right. Right, exactly. And and we uh, we used to dig posts, and we had... We had uh, uh, Mattresses covered Post. in bed bugs. That's how extreme it was. Yeah, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't, we, we sprayed that. They had AIDS on that shit. We, <laughs> we, had, we probably had AIDS, but we didn't have bed bugs. And we, we, no bed bugs. We dug holes. We put posts. We, we uh, drilled Just holes. Just fire ants. We put, we put ropes. We put mattresses. We had mattresses in a 4x4 four four square. We had a nice tree so we could have a ladder match. We could hang shit. And then we could have a ladder. Man, we had it going. Dude, I had, uh, I had a trampoline with a swing set adjacent. And once the trampoline got a little too bouncy, yep. we started putting things underneath yep. so it stopped being bouncy so we wouldn't fall through. Because yes. we were told by a neighbor that if you bounce too hard, you're gonna go through. Go through it. And so we started putting like padding. And when I mean padding, we were finding like wooden spools, um, uh, <laughs> which it wasn't padding. <laughs> okay, we would put wooden spools, we had four wooden spools underneath, right? And then we put, uh, Couch cushions, yeah, underneath. But the problem with that was, is it only covered like a small part of oh, your trampoline. That makes me. So if you were on the edges, yeah, you're gonna get fucked. Yeah. And if you were on the top of the swing set, where you jumped, where we hung up the fucking, you know, the ladder match belt, yeah. stuff like that, which we had a ladder. It was a step ladder. Yeah. We didn't get a whole fucking like twelve footer. Right. It was a step ladder. Yeah. You know, mama's ladder. Yeah. Because we, you you know, you know, it was mama's step ladder. Because every time we use it, you're like. The fuck are you doing with my step leg? Get, put that shit back in the house. Dun 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 dun. So, uh, man, I created. A, I had a wrestling persona called the Rattler, and it was a Stone Cold persona. Yeah. But I came in with a bell. And where did that come from? It was. It was. Uh, the attitude error. The attitude error, of course. I came in with the bell, and then rattlesnake, uh, like a with yeah. the rattle sound, and I came in and I did. I grabbed the choke slam. I grabbed for the choke. I grabbed for the uh, for the throat. I picked him up on my shoulders, and then did like a uh, like Almost a swinging like, uh, like an F five. Like an F five. Yeah, exactly. Like swinging neck breaker. So it was like a choke slam F five, and I called it the Rattler. Nice. And then my nickname was the Rattler. And then my buddy up PC, he had uh, he was all submission man. He was all submission. He's like, man, I'm going to show you stuff. He had the uh, the clover leaf, the yep. Texas clover leaf. Like not not any Texas clover leaf. D. Malenko, because he was the biggest U, uh, WCW fan. Yeah. He said, WWF is stupid. Swore up and down, that, that is garbage. You know, all the, WCW you know what he said? He said, well, you know you always had to argue with those fans. Yeah. In middle school and all that, you had to argue with these guys. You wanted yeah. to fist fight these guys. He said, WC, uh, WWF was all talk. And WCW was all all fight and w- all wrestle. Honestly, WCW. Which you know was shit. true because they didn't have a whole lot of talk except for the big dogs. They, that's true. I mean, WCW had Canyon. They had the Ravens Flock. Yeah. They had Wolfpack. Ernest the Cat Miller. Ernest the Cat Miller. They had Disco Inferno. Was like Disco badass. Inferno. All these shit. Di- in all it, you know, Disco Inferno and uh, is it Disco Inferno and, and, and Godfather? They own the strip club in Vegas. Yes. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. Cheetahs, I think, or something yeah, cheetahs. In, in Vegas. The in Godfather Vegas. and Disco. We're going. We're going. <laughs> right. All right, listeners. If you want to fund Man Cave Live, <laughs> just pay two Bitcoins for us to go to Cheetahs, cheetahs in Las cheetahs. Vegas. Just so we can say hi to Disco Inferno. Just so we can do this. Just see if he's there. And, and, and ride the <laughs> train. You damn right. 
if you follow us on Patreon, you can fund our mission to Las Vegas. That's it. And then we will send you a personalized picture of us with the Godfather from Cheetahs in Las Vegas. We'll do that. We'll do that just for you, listeners. Because we we love you. you. We finally got it. We did it. We finally... Man. (laughs) But yeah, man. You know what? If it wasn't for wrestling, there's a lot of boys, men now. Yes. Even boys now. That, that would have gone through life. They wouldn't even know how to take a bump. Yeah. What's crazy? You know, I say, seriously, like, today's wrestling... Yeah. You know, we took bumps because we watched movies. Yeah. I mean, we watched the episodes. We watched uh, anything we could. All videos. So we learned... I know you were doing uh, Backyard. I was oh, doing Backyard. Fuck, you were doing Backyard. Uh, were you doing Background? He was doing Backyard Wrestling. You watched it, and you learned how to do the bumps. Yep. Like, how to fall. Yep. How to do a certain move. To where you didn't hurt yourself. And you learned the first time, if it hurt, don't do it that right, way. Do it right, right, don't do way. it that way. Yeah. But we always, you know, we knew, crazy fun thing, you knew how to do it to do, you didn't hurt somebody. Yeah. You did a power bomb. You picked somebody up, and if you were strong enough, you always got that fat guy uh-huh. friend to do that, you yeah. know, the big tall guy. Yep. And he dropped you. You told him, say, hey, drop me when my back is level. Yep. And you did that, and all that kind of stuff, and like... The slaps, the yeah. chops, yep. the fake punches. Punch. You just kind of, you went into it. Yeah. It was, man. And we just watching enough of that stuff, you're like, I could be, you felt. Yep. I could be a wrestler. Oh, it hurts. Oh, of it course hurts. it hurts. Me and, me it's, and. Uh, it's a fun hurt. It's like and, playing football. Oh, well, me and our producer, Sven, the, and, and uh, Juski, we went to uh, Tugboat t- tug Taylor's. Oh, Tugboat. He's, he's at, to Tugboat Taylor, he's now passed away, too. To Tugboat. And Tugboat's and, gone, too. Tugboat's gone, too. And his son. Uh, is, is he, uh, uh, I think his name's Chad, I think. Is he, uh... What a weird name. Yeah. Chaz. It's Chaz. With a Z. Chaz. Like Chaz Bono. He, he's one of the, uh, the main security guards at the Astros games. He's got the, the guy with the big-ass mullet. Really? That's talking about Taylor's son. <laughs> nice! Yeah. Uh, we went to his... We I went, ain't fucking with him. Yeah, I ain't either. He's a big dude. We went to his school a couple times. We took some back bumps. We took some uh, front bumps. Yeah. We ran the ropes, and man, those ropes are not nice. If oh, no, you, they're solid. Man, there's some solid cables. That's but awesome. you know what? If it wasn't for wrestling, where would we be in life? I got, uh... Yeah. So well, and I can tell you what. Man Cave Live would not be here. I'll tell you that, because, I mean, we would have never even dabbled into something like Man Cave Live. Uh, we would have never done this podcast. Uh... And longest so, podcast ever. Longest podcast. It's probably going to be the longest podcast. We actually have one more thing. One more thing, folks. And it, the only reason why we're going to make this a little bit longer than others, and I'm going to definitely emphasize that it's the longest podcast, and I want everyone to hear this, because there are going to be fans. There are fans. There are fans of our 65,006. Eight. Eight. Oh, shit. Eight fans. Why it's longest? Because a lot of them love wrestling. And we bring it up. We, we bring it up. Of course, we jab it into pop culture that we do, and, mm-hmm. and some of them don't. They just mm-hmm. don't know it because they weren't grown up right. You know, it's not their fault. It's true. It's not, it's not their fault. They weren't grown up right. You know, they didn't see Stone Cold break the glass. They didn't see Stone Cold bleed out when, you know, Bret Hart gave him that sharpshooter. They didn't see, you know, fucking... They fully go through that 20-foot cage? Oh, my God. Oh. Moving what? on to that. Huh. They didn't see these things. So, last but not least... Jesus Christ. Last but not least. Last but not least, greatest favorite, or your favorite, sorry, I've been drinking, the greatest matches that you love. Top three. Top Top three three 
to end it all. Oh, I got Because better. we always do top three here at Man Cave Live. So your okay. top three favorite matches or greatest matches that you felt. Top three. And I will just go first. Go first. Maybe I should. Please. Do you want to do it? Because no. I have my, obviously. I have, I have two. Please, go first. I, I've got a, I've got three. Here. Go ahead. Pull up your, no. uh, your no. thinkers. No, please well, go let's, let's let Crittenden go first. Oh, you have three, too? Yeah, I've got three. All right. So, for me, I want to say it you was. You mean JC. JC. I want to say it was The Rock, Mankind, the I Quit match. Oh, my God. You ain't lying. Where The Rock played in the Super Bowl. handcuffed him and beat the living shit out of him. That right? match, I and thought. And then they pre-recorded him saying I Quit, yep. and that's what actually played when he was knocked out. Right, right, right. Laying on the floor. Obviously, okay. that was a gimmick because The Rock was cheating. Exactly. We remember that. Exactly. He was that played during heel. halftime. Yes. They played during halftime. That was, was the empty Bowl. stadium. That was the empty arena match. Yep. Um, man, everybody's going to go to Undertaker Mankind Hell in a Cell. Okay. All right, you call that. that. That's, I will embellish on it. Okay. That is established. That made Mick Foley's career. It did. He was a made man after that match. No questions asked. And then I'm gonna get a little crazy, eh, a little off the off the beaten path, a little. You're next. Okada Omega One. Ooh. The 60 minute. The full. Okay. Or the, number one. Yeah, the first one. All right. Man, we watched it in here. That's oh, the man. first one I showed you. I, it's like like you said, watching Spider Man back in the day. And Budgie yeah. was just looking at him, just like. I didn't even know what I just saw. Yeah. He's that like, we gotta watch was, that again. So we 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 rewind. I probably rewind. I'm that asshole that I have to rewind it over and over and over again because I have to. Re- I I don't even know what I just saw because I see moves that I just I just don't think happened to where that person didn't get hurt. Yeah. And I oh, yeah. I'm absolutely Japan, man. as yeah. a rest as a wrestling fan because you know That's the rules are real. how how real you make it look it. without hurting that person. Yes. Is where I'm impressed. I don't get it. Right. Maybe. You know what I mean. From when I saw that, I thought I thought those people were dead. There are some people in New I Japan. I thought their necks were broke. Just, I thought the wrists yeah. were broke. I thought their their feet were broke. I thought everything was bad. And I'm sure I'm sure there's many many more that we can go through. Yeah. That we can go through. I'm sure y'all are gonna hit on some that I didn't hit on. But based on just the showmanship, that was really my first exposure to New Japan. I'm just like, yeah. oh my god, what great. am I watching? And these guys were I'm talking about beating each other. Yeah, they were doing something. And. Dude, it was it was a full match. They did not stop. They were on the gas the entire time, beating the piss out of each other. I loved it, and I've I've watched Sarah say a few since then. Man, it was incredible. But yeah, that, I'm I'm good right there with those three. I'm okay. I have I have shot my wad on those three. <laughs> All right, so my three. I'm gonna say number three. In order. In order from three to one. Okay. okay. Number three, I'm gonna say Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels. Ooh, the retirement match. Oh man, retirement match. Fantastic. Did you? If you did not get teary eyed, you're not a wrestling fan. You're not a wrestling fan. I cried. You're not a wrestling fan. I didn't get teary eyed. I cried. Shawn Michaels. Shawn Michaels told me love you. You straight balls. Get out of him. When he says, "I'm sorry, I love you," it was over. And then he he covered he covered him. You know, we posted that right here on Man Cave Live. We did. We did with that uh, the the Titanic. Yeah, we did the Titanic song. Yep. Uh, my heart will go on. My heart will go on, <laughs> showcasing that match. Uh, it was great, and I actually incredible. did. I guess I was like, "Damn it, you know how to." You know, if yeah. they would play Sarah McLaughlin, I don't mind. Wouldn't do the same thing. Oh God, I'm gonna say number two, which is really number two. It's like you know, one A, one B, one A, one B, or two A, two B. Okay. Uh, Rock Stone Cold WrestleMania 17. 
Oh wow! Oh, the, the passing of the torch, huh? No, no, that was that was, that was double the, turn. That was the lighting of the torch. That was a double turn. Yeah, the lighting of the torch. That was oh. when Stone Cold turned face, Rock turned heel, right? That was that was double turn. To the best of my recollection. That yes. was that was their second match. Stone Cold won, and the Rock won the third one. Right. Uh, and then my favorite of all time, one hundred percent, same pay per view, in Houston, Texas, just like the Rock and Stone Cold. TLC two, Edge Christian, oh Jesus Christ, beating yeah. the Hardy Boys and the Dudley Boys, spot fest, dude. You had is... Rhino come in, you had Lita come in, you had Spike Dudley come in, you had tables, you had ladders, you have chairs. Oh my, oh my! I thought everybody in that match was dead. You had the spear. <laughs> you had Shit, the... you not, dude. I didn't even. I watched that match and I was like. There's no way they could have done all this physicality I still on watch so this. many heights. I still watch that match with goosebumps. I, I, I knew. I knew. Like, when Edge retired, I knew when that happened. Yeah, it happened right in there. that match. Yep. I knew it happened in that match because what they did to themselves was something that Vince McMahon was like, what the and those fuck guys, are you doing? And those guys... They put everything on the line. And the best thing about, those guys, about that match was those guys weren't pushed. They pushed themselves. Right. It was all... That was like their this, own accord. That was all, these, that was all their these, own. Here's uh, these tag team gimmicks. Let's see how we can mesh yep, them together. Yep. Oh, you're meshing yourselves together. If it Because we have to. Yep. Because you're so fucking over the top, we have to mesh them. It's good and, TV. Yep. I, and, and I tell you what the best thing about that match is. It wasn't even the match. I mean, it, the match was incredible. When they got a, when the Dudleys went into the Hall of Fame, yep. they brought all four of those guys on stage with them and made it a point tell the entire audience, listen, these guys made us. Yep. The if Hardys it was not for this TLC series, we would have never been who the we TLC are. The TLC series was probably the uh, the ascent of the greatest part of the Attitude Era. Because you saw incredible. things that we, we're never going to see again. Nope. We oh, are never going to no. see that ever again. We're never going to see chair shots. We're never going to see ladder shots. We're never going to see table shots. You're not going to see a spear from 20 feet in the air again. <laughs> We're never going to see any of that ever again. Because there will be multiple homicides if that happens. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dude. Fucking, uh, they're about to be on Fox. WWE is going to be on Fox. Yep. They're going to get canceled first night if they even pull anything close to them. Yep. They sure will. They're going to be like, all right, I thought you got this. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Vince. Yeah. Triple H, what the fuck are you doing? This is national television. You can't do this. Yeah, no shit. We're in prime time. We're in prime time. You can't just be killing folks on TV. That's Jesus it, man. Christ. I win. Oh, no, you don't. Oh, no. Pudgy's oh, got man. something in the bag. All right, all right, all right. What do we got? Mine are all marked <laughs> out. All marked out. What do we got? All right. So you so you did an order. I'm going to do it in order. Okay. Starting from the end. Number three. WrestleMania 30 with The Undertaker and Brock Lesnar. Ooh. With a bell never rang. That's a true story. Bell never rang. So a little, little tiny fun fact is that I didn't hear... The bell ring where nobody Brock did. Lesnar pinned him. Actually, nobody, nobody did. did. The crowd was so uh, loud during the match that when the bell rang, it nobody didn't. actually heard it. It didn't ring. It, I don't think it did. I mean, I actually, I actually believed none of that. Angela and my wife were sitting on my lap, and I was so convinced that of course His Undertaker wife. wins. His wife. Undertaker it, always it's wins. On, it's. I don't mean to interrupt you. It's. It's live. His wife. Anyways. My wife, she was sitting on my lap, and I was convinced, of course, you don't beat Undertaker at fucking at WrestleMania. WrestleMania. You don't do that. He's going, 
How many? It, 20, was 20, it would be twenty-one. It would, no, it would be it would be twenty-two and zero. Yep. Twenty-two and zero. Instead, it was twenty-one and twenty-one and one. It was twenty. Just now, it's twenty-two and one. Now so it's it twenty-one and two. I don't know math, man. Man, don't do that to me. Because Lesnar or uh, Reigns and man, fuck Lesnar. Roman Reigns. Le- Reigns and Lesnar beat him. Uh, he pinned him. <laughs> no, it's twenty-two and two. Now it's twenty-two and two. But yeah, he beat Bray Wyatt. He beat Bray Wyatt. And then he got pinned. Either way. Yeah. So this is the first time the streak had been beaten, or had been beat. To correct my uh, correct, it was twenty-one and one. Right. He was quote unquote beat. He was twenty-one, and this was the one that beat the streak. We thought, I thought, that Undertaker was never going to be beaten. He was always going to be nobody, one of those. Nobody things. thought. Nobody thought it was one of those gimmicks that was never going to end. Like every year, you get at WrestleMania, Undertaker beats the the bad guy. Mm-hmm. Every year. It's been happening since I was a kid. I remember when I watched Undertaker come in in 1990 at Survivor Series. Look at the size of them ham hocks. I was like, Dad, who the fuck is that? I didn't say who the fuck was that, but I was like scared. I was like, who is that? And I, w- I was actually terrified because he was the bad guy. He was yeah. an evil guy. He was a dead man. He was. I was scared a little bit. Who is this going to be my favorite at the time? Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Who is this? And then after that, I was just like, I really like the bad guy. And it was the only time I liked the bad guy, and I never stopped liking Undertaker. So that match... That's what it's, that's same with Triple H and I. I never stopped liking... It doesn't matter if he's a good guy or a bad guy. You just never stopped I liking the bad guy. I never stopped liking Triple H. Even though he's been the good guy, been or the, the bad, bad guy. guy. Triple H. See, Undertaker's never dabbled back into good and bad. He's yeah. always just now the good guy of yeah. all time. Yeah. So I watched that match, and I literally had Angela on my lap, and there was a crowd of us watching WrestleMania 30. People behind me. I was sitting in the front row. Nobody else behind me thought Undertaker was going to lose. Nobody did. Nope. Absolutely nobody did. Nobody even thought about it. We joked about it, but we knew Undertaker was going to win because that's what always happens every year. It's like tradition. Yeah. It's like Thanksgiving happens every year. The Undertaker wins every year. And then one, two, three. Holy shit. Holy shit. And I literally fucking launched Angela off of my lap, threw her to the side. She fell to the ground. And I was like, had my head on my, I had my hands on my head, going, "What the fuck did I just see?" I flipped the fuck out, and, and we not only that, her. not only that, everybody behind me, I looked back and I saw this. I just saw a ghost face. Everyone behind me weren't even concerned with what I just did. They were just like dumbfounded. Even people that had never watched wrestling, even people that even heard of wrestling, people that had never even. People that have maybe watched a couple wrestling matches in their life knew yeah. that Undertaker always won at WrestleMania. They watched Royal Rumble and WrestleMania. That's they, it. they knew it. That they knew shit it. was on ESPN. This shit was on ESPN that the streak had died. And everybody that I, I looked back at me, their faces were stone cold white like they just had pneumonia. Yeah. And they just shit themselves. Yep. And I was just like, what the fuck did I just see? Brock Lesnar just beat The Undertaker at WrestleMania. Holy shit. Never thought I'd see it. Never thought I did. Shouldn't have seen it. I thought I was going to die before The Undertaker had ever uh, lost at a WrestleMania match. Number two. Number two. And why it's number two? Because this was actually not the first hardcore match, but it was really the first kind of hardcore match for the WWE, or the WWF, was The uh, Undertaker Mankind Bullet Room Brawl. Okay. Oh, I love that nice. so much. They literally beat the shit out of each other. Backstage, this is where the match started. It started backstage. We had not, uh, the WWF had not done this. 
Undertaker was still in purple, purple gloves, purple socks. He was still, you know, old school Taker. And it started back there. They were beating yourself, beating themselves with fucking fluorescent light bulbs. They had chairs. They were fucking slamming themselves in the pipes. And they finally made their way to the ring. And Undertaker went on to fucking, uh, I think it was like a 32 hit count. You know, the classic where you, you know, you see that yeah. that image where he just, yeah. just sure. dome him in the sure. face. Sure. It was like a 32 hit count in the face to Mick Foley. Mick Foley just took it. It was it was the most classic. I love that match. Love that, that match. That's the promos leading up to that. That's when Mick Foley used to sit in that boiler room and he'd rock. Yeah. Like a crazy person. He'd snatch his own hair Not out. Not Mick of his, Foley. Out of the his mankind. Head. He'd yeah. pull his own hair out. Yeah. Like in patches. He started like, well, Undertaker. Yeah. And it was the classic old Mick, uh, not Mick Foley, but Mankind. I Real Mankind. Mick Foley in all aspects of Mick Foley. First guy to ever have three characters in a Royal Rumble. Yeah, you damn right. The only character. Loved Mick Foley. Yep. Number and one, come on. Number one, oh man, we already, he, uh, JC here talked about already, but number one is always going to be Hell in the Cell right. at yeah. King of the Ring. You're Reasons right. why? Because Undertaker Mark. I, I am a true Undertaker Mark, and I will always be. <laughs> I'm, a, I'm an edge mark. It's fun. You're an edge mark. You're, what is I'm your just, favorite I'm wrestler? I'm just a wrestling mark. He's a wrestling mark all I'm day. I'm just a wrestling mark. So to see what I saw, that match was so botched, which made it the greatest wrestling match of all time because it was so botched that what we saw is what we shouldn't have seen. None of that went down the way it went down. So when Mick Foley got thrown off 30 feet in the fucking air and fell on that table. People thought like, oh, he meant to do that years later. Yeah. No, he didn't because you can see he's trying to grip onto the fucking sides and he, and he, and he misstepped. Yep. He couldn't, his fingers weren't going to be able to hold it. He could not grab it. True. He had to let go. He was trying to do the same thing that Shawn Michaels did when he got thrown to the side yep. and grip onto it, Pulling but he didn't. He fucking fat. fell <laughs> and his fucking fat ass couldn't carry his weight and he fucking <laughs> fell 30 feet onto this fucking table. And then the second time. Hold on. And then The Undertaker, you find out that he's getting bussed off, like he's going with the show. Yep. And Mick Foley's like, he, at this time, he even said, I was a little dazed, so I thought it's the end of the show, right? It's done. Undertaker won. And then he started feeling a little bit better. He started to feel like, okay, I got this. I got momentum. He popped his Adderall, and he's ready to go. You know what I mean? And uh, Undertaker's already, like, climbing down the, ca- the, 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 the cell. Yeah. And then Mick Foley gets up and says... We're, fuck it, we're about to go. Let's continue the match. The show must go on. And you can see there's one shot and one promo. One Undertaker's face, you see his face go like this ghost face like, are you fucking kidding me? This crazy motherfucker here. Straight up. He's like, this motherfucker's serious? Yep. He's going to keep going? So Undertaker, as the man of the show, That's it. you know, uh, Vince McMahon's boy, he climbs back up that fucking ring. Gets it again. Backs up that cage. And he starts just wailing on and they have that show. What they didn't anticipate is that that fucking, that cell was not sturdy enough to hold them both yep. again. Because they'd already done at Bad Blood, the Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. and Undertaker match. It was not strong enough to hold them both. Yep. So he fucking grabbed uh, Mick Foley and chokeslammed him through the ring. And it was a train. It was the worst thing that I ever saw. It was even worse than the 30-foot drop. Yep. Because the way, the way fucking, it was a train wreck. The way Mick Foley fell was like, my mom goes in like, turn that off. Turn that <laughs> off. You're not watching this uh, Faces of Death. You're not watching this again. 
Because this, you know... It looked like Faces of Death. Well, she knew... This was during the time frame where Faces of Death came on. She's right. like, you're not watching that Faces of Death thing again. Yeah. I was like, no, Mom, it's, it's, it's wrestling. It's WWF. She's like, it doesn't look like it. <laughs> and my dad mm. comes in and he was like, oh, fuck. That's all he said was, oh, fuck. And I was like, mankind, I think he's dead or whatever. And he's laying there on the ground. I was like, oh, shit. And then he looks up at the camera. He's got his tooth sticking out of his nose. His tooth went straight yeah. through his fucking, like, his... Through yeah. his fucking roof of the mouth. Oh, yeah. Roof of his mouth, his straight nose. nose. And he's just and fucking... he's smiling. And he's smiling. Like, like, I'm ready for more. And then, and then, the and best the, part... The best part, and after years later, Brian didn't even... <laughs> Brian had to introduce me to what I saw. The best part of it is, okay, so the match continues again. It continues to go because Mick I mean, Undertaker climbs down... And he's just standing there. And then Mick Foley gets up and he's like, we're still going to do this. So he does what the other part of the show was to the, the shocker part of the show was to bring out the tax. That was the shocker part of the show was to bring out the thumbtacks oh, no. for Mick Foley to land on it. Oh. oh, okay, yeah. So he brings it out, right? He throws the thumbtacks or whatever on the ground. And then uh, uh, Chainsaw Charlie yep. or Terry, Terry, uh, Funk. Terry Funk comes out. And he's wearing his fucking white-ass fucking Adidas, barely even tied. And fucking Undertaker grabs his ass, choke slams him on, not not on the tax, but close to the tax. Fucking shoes pop right off his ass. Choke slam right out of his shoes. And fucking, fucking Jerry the King Lonnie goes, he chokes him right out of his shoes. And I was like, wait, what? Because Brian starts him. saying that. And I was like, wait, what do you mean choke slam out of his shoes? He's like, rewind it. I watched it, and sure enough, Fuck, he chokes on him right out of his shoes. I was like, holy shit, this match just got way better. He chokes on him out of his shoes. His shoes literally just poop. Oh, yeah. Both of them. Like, if you'd have pressed Terry Fung's uh, belly, you would have your shoes. Yeah. Shoes off. I guess a quick quick little, just a sidebar now, like what you were talking about when Mick Foy came off that cage. The commentary sold the shit out of that. Oh, yeah, that was the classic. Yep. He broke him in half. Yep. He's gone. He broke him straight in God half. God is my witness. He has broken in half. Was yeah. The quote. And I'm just like. That's man. that's solidified. That's it. That solidified Jr. as the yep. the voice of the attitude era. Everything else was done. I guess an honorable mention. I and it's, and it's the Undertaker again. But the one where he whipped Shane McMahon off there, off the top post, Shane McMahon spilled through that table. Yeah. It looked like a bucket of shit when he hit the table. <laughs> he went every which direction he could go. And man, that tough bastard, yeah, Shane McMahon. I would say He's a tough son of a bitch, though. I would say Edge versus Undertaker. Okay. When Undertaker took Sam through the fucking ring. That's true. That was going to be my number four. And then he's like, that was gonna be That was going to be number four. The, the reason why, not because of the theatrics of it, is because, man, I saw the best version of The Undertaker because yep. he was very fit. Right then. And the best physicality of The Undertaker. And Edge. And mm-hmm. Edge. And Edge, actually. Ultimate opportunity. Of, of, of all the edges that I've seen in matches, I think that was the best physicality he had. Because, you know, Edge was like, I don't care if you're old. Yeah. I'm going to give you shit. Everything. I'm going to yeah. give you everything. Because I want my kids to see this yep. and know that I gave it all. And that's the way, that's why Edge is the greatest, one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. Because he, he, he said, you know, I mean, I'm sorry that you're old. But and I know you're a classic, but I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you it all. Yeah, you about to get these hands. And uh, that match, Jesus Christ! Even though Edge didn't win, but that match was something special to behold. I just like the Undertaker. I'm sorry. I'm I'm like you. 
I like when Brian mentioned earlier when in the ministry he was crucifying these motherfuckers. Yeah. He had the big boss man on the cross. Oh man, no, no, he hung the big boss man. And then he, yeah, he, and did. Then he had he strung his ass up. And then he had Stephanie McMahon on, on there the, on the cross. The, Soko comes out with the teddy bear and all that. That's that was some creepy. And her vanilla man. titties are all hanging out. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. That was I, mean, right. I mean, had done. boobies, boobies, her chesticles. I love wrestling. Hey. Uh, yeah, we we love wrestling. Too. I love wrestling. All right, well, we've established that Undertaker, Edge. Uh, Stone Cold, The Rock, uh, Triple H, H Mank, Mick Foley. Mick Foley in all incarnations. Mick Foley in all incarnations. Uh, JR, Jerry the King Lawler. Yep. Jim Cornette. Bruce fucking Pritchard. Bruce Pritchard, you better fucking call us. I'm telling you, we love you to death. I, I have, you have no idea how great you are. I've got a are. brilliant idea. It just hit me. Just hit you. Yes. Right now. Buy a t-shirt. Have Bruce Pritchard call in live to the show. And thank oh, us for buying the t-shirts. Shit. Does he do that? He yeah. will call you if you buy a shirt. Motherfucker! Woo! We're going to do that. We're going to attempt that right here on Man Cave Live, this special wrestling edition. Now, Next this is, is going to be an ongoing thing. We're going to keep doing the special wrestling editions, once not every week, but we're going to do it once a month. Next time, we're going to do our damnness to get Bruce Pritchard. Dollar bet, I will bet the farm that we can get Bruce Pritchard to say anything on this show. Right here on Man Cave Live. Bye. See ya.